Bro, they told us last week, bro, that I had some people hit me up. They said that they don't want to hear us talking about Corona no more, my boy. They said, you know, they they came to the sports desk to get a break from the Rona. You know what I'm saying? So I say, you know, you know, I feel you, dog. But y'all, I just say, hey, y'all got to cut us a break. Y'all know this is the reason why sports was on chill. But we, you know, from this day forward, we got you. But you know, I can feel that, bro. Like, yeah. I don't, don't want to hear about Rona either, bro. I don't want to hear about that no more, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we're supposed to do here at sports desk, bro. We're supposed to get in the sports out. Hey, but y'all got to cut us a break. Y'all know that's what was going on in the world. All right, so cut us a break. But uh, we back, man. Let's get started, man. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. I only have one question. Are you ready? Said, are you ready? His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack. Yeah, we switch up the themes every now and then, you know. I'm Oh, oh, okay, oh, okay. No, I didn't see that. I've been in the trenches. <laughs> yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, man. We are back. We are back. New Sports Desk. We are back for another episode of the Sports Desk, man. This is episode 48 of the Sports Desk, man. I'm your man's one more time, Dedra L. Hicks Jr., one of your favorite sportsologists. And this your man, Black. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. One of your favorite sportsologists, Black, in the building. Um, my man's is here again. I wish you could see him. I'm sure we'll get some video. My man is uh, <laughs> looking incognito-ish, but uh, he's here again. The one, the only, Freddie Briggs. Fred, what's good, man? Good. Good. <laughs> Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's a lot, actually. It's funny that you say that, man. We're going to be covering everything in the NFL. Thank God for the free agency period. Thank God for all last week, man, because they are going to be providing us 80% of our show today. But we're going to be talking about, you guessed it, Tom Brady out of New England into Tampa. We're going to talk Todd Gurley, Diggs, Stephon Diggs, the Buffalo. We're going to talk um, Todd Gurley to Atlanta. Uh, just all the moves. We're going to talk Jaguars, man. Is Cam and Jameis going to get picked up? What's the deal there? Uh, winners and losers from free agency, man. We're going to get some hypotheticals and everything revolving the National Football League. Uh, we're also going to get into a little bit of the NBA. Um, we're going to talk uh, 25 years uh, ago last week. Uh, Michael Jordan sent a fax letter to uh, um, uh, David Stern and the entire NBA basically saying, in parentheses, I'm back. So we're going to talk about that run with Michael Jordan returning to the NBA after his hiatus of playing basketball. And then we got a hypothetical question. A nice poll came out with Team A versus Team B. Now, all 10 of these players are either Hall of Famers or future Hall of Famers. They put them on the team, and we're going to go around the room and say who wins a game between Team A and Team B. We'll let you know who 
all on those teams just a little bit later. Also going to talk a little WWE, two nights of WrestleMania, and then we're going to cover some other news. We're going to get out of here, y'all. We are going to get out of here. But, Black, how you feeling, man? How you doing? Man, I'm feeling good, man. We'll be back, man. It's always great. For sure, for sure, for sure. So, yeah, we're going to go ahead and uh, kick the show off. And as we always do, man, we get into our sound of the week. So, it gets harder and harder to find entertaining clips uh, to show you guys. But, um... I found once of a young Stone Cold when he was just entering into the the Rattlesnake character uh, in the WWE. He is his first major rival was Bret the Hitman Hart, and uh, this was before the WrestleMania 13 submission match. And if you don't know what that is, that's when Bret Hart submitted Stone Cold in the Sharpshooter, blood rushing down his face, and henceforth a superstar was born after that night. Uh, but we're going to play something uh, previous. To that. My God, is it I didn't hit him harder with that steel chair? Bret Hart runs around talking about everybody screwing him. Hell, for the past seven years I've been screwed and it's the same old song. How come when Shawn Michaels hurts his knee you make a video out of him? How come when Shawn Michaels gets sick you tell the world that he's got the flu? Well, when I went to the Final Four I was sick as a dog and I had a blowed out knee. Let me ask you a question. How many one-legged people could go 25 minutes with three of the top wrestlers in the world? None. Stone Cold Steve Austin went out there and did just that. And I ain't making fun of no one-legged people. I'm sitting here just trying to make a point. As far as I'm concerned, I truly am the World Wrestling Federation champion. And can't nobody tell me different. Not you or anybody. As far as a submission match, it's a bunch of bull. (laughs) <laughs> Bret Hart, he's supposed to be the big technician, the sharpshooter. Big deal. I don't know a whole lot of a couple of submission moves, but it doesn't matter because I'll beat the hell out of Bret Hart. And as far as Ken Shamrock says on TV the other day, oh, I don't know. Bret Hart's a better technician, but Stone Cold ain't got no quit in him. Well, you hit the nail right on the head, son, because I ain't got no quit in me at all. And you can bet your bottom dollar that Stone Cold ain't going to look at the referee and say, I quit. I submit. I've had too much. There ain't nobody. There ain't nobody in wrestling who can make me quit. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Why have all this? Why are you so bitter? Why this bitterness? You treat me like a dog and you expect me to smile. You remind me of a jackass. <laughs> yeah, so that was the great, the legendary Stone Cold Steve Austin right before he was birthed into his superstardom. Um, so that was a good one, man. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. All right, so we're going to transition, man, into our top five. Uh, you know, last week we hit with the boxing, man, and I guess it was a busy week. I guess it was a busy week. We didn't get much bite back on the boxing, man, but, you know, we still hope you guys enjoy listening to that. Uh, but this week, you know, we're going to stick with the fighting. We're going to stick with the combat sports, man. And um, we are going to, before I forget, like I always do, uh, play our theme song. Bro, don't treat me like that, bro. This is a hard job, bro.
All right, so this week's top five is our favorite UFC fighters, all right? So I know a few people are going to get a kick out of that, especially my man's RJ. Uh, I know he's out there listening, man, so shout out RJ, man. So we're going to go ahead and get started. So Black, talk to me, man. Give me your, your favorite five UFC fighters of all time, sir. All right, at number five, I got uh, Champ Champ, Amanda uh, Nunez. Mm. number four, I got Max Holloway. Man, I just, like, his run, man, after he beat Aldo and twice, you know, I just, it, it, it was something about him, man. So, you know, uh, I got him at number four. And number three, uh, wasn't too much of a guy that I like, but I respect. He was one of my homeboy favorite fighters. I got George St. Pierre at number three. Hmm. At number two, I got Anderson Silva. What can you say? One of the greatest of all time in the UFC. Mm-hmm. And at number one, I got the notorious one, Mr. Conor McGregor. My favorite fighter in the UFC, hands down. Mm. Uh, just ruthless. Everything about him. My power, <clears throat> he can do it all. Uh, I got him at number one. 10 4, 10 4, good list there, Black Fred. Shoot us your five, man, your top five uh, UFC fighters. It's your right, lunch sports. In particular order. So, got. I got Cheryl Sonnen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the bad guy. I always admired the way he... Um, yeah. It's my top five favorite. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, I got Cheryl Sonnen. I got mm-hmm. Josh Koscheck. Oh, oh, man. Yeah, you was a, you was a Koscheck <laughs> fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Nick Diaz. Put him in there. Miles with the Hogs. Jorge, yeah. Sure, sure. He round out five personal top five. All right, ten four. That's a that's a great list. Names like Koscheck and Sonnen. Uh, <laughs> pretty good there. All right, so I'm gonna shoot my top five. Uh, at number five, I got Diego Sanchez. Uh, especially when he was the nightmare, uh, Diego Sanchez. I was a big fan of his. Uh, number four, champ champ, Amanda Nunes. Uh, I love her, man. Greatest female fighter of all time. She's just so talented, man. Number three, Nate Diaz. I mean. How can he not be in anybody's top? When he get on that microphone, dog, like, it's magic. Like, literal magic when he hit that microphone. Uh, and number two, it was tough. I went back and forth, man, because of my allegiance to my number one guy. But Conor McGregor, man, um, just changed life for UFC. You know, Ronda was the biggest superstar they had to come outside of the UFC. But then when he came, man, he just brought it to a whole nother level. Real showmanship. Um, mixed with a great fighter, McGregor at number two. And number one, George Rush St. Pierre, uh, GSP. Uh, i never seen him. I've seen him lose one time. I've seen him lose one time. No, he didn't. He won his last fight. Get your mind right. No, no, no. And still. I don't even think you've seen that last fight. And still. And still. All right, the greatest welterweight champion of all time, uh, a two-time division champ, went up and beat Michael Bisbee for the middleweight championship. Um, just a great fighter, and he's my absolute favorite, man. So, y'all, when y'all hit us back, man, y'all shoot us your five, man. If you're into MMA, UFC, even if you're not a hardcore watcher, man, if you watched sparingly, man, shoot us your favorite fighters, man, and we'll love to read it back here uh, on the sports desk, all right? New sports desk. All right, so we're going to go ahead into our tweet of the week, man, and uh, like I said, NFL. 
NFL just been really kicking off, man. It, it, it's really this free agency has really blessed us, man. I don't know what we would have did <laughs> without this free agency uh, in the National Football League, man. But we do have a couple tweets here. We got a we had something ridiculous, in my opinion, take place um, this past weekend. That was a trade in the National Football League. Um, and we're going to get into this trade uh, a little bit more. But uh, DeAndre Hopkins was traded um, to the Arizona Cardinals uh, for a pack of Skittles, a bottle of Zephyr Hills, and a $5 gift card to your local racetrack. That's what he was traded for. You feel me? So I have a tweet here. Uh, from Nick Wright from FS1. I'm going to read some of these receivers who've been traded and what the team's got in compensation. And let's, let's see if DeAndre Hopkins fits in this criteria. Obel, Odell Beckham Jr. was traded to the Cleveland Browns for a first, a third, and a fifth. Brandon Cooks was traded for a first-rounder. The following season, the Rams traded for him, and guess what they got? A first-rounder. So Brandon Cooks got two first-rounds off of him. Stephon Diggs, a first-rounder. Amari Cooper, a first-rounder. But DeAndre Hopkins got traded for a third-rounder and a running back who is on the negative value side of his contract. Bill O'Brien somehow, someway, woke up this morning and walked into the Houston Texans stadium as still the head coach. Uh, shout out uh, Jay Electronica and Hove. You can get uh, the rent testimony on uh, Title, uh, iTunes, uh, Google Play, uh, and all that there. All right, so Black, let's get into this NFL, man. Um, it's a lot going on here, man. Yeah, the, the, the I'll pay for a draft might have a theme song. That's what Fred was saying in the background. If you don't know what the I'll pay for a draft is, head on over to Reduce Lunch on SoundCloud and uh, iTunes, and you'll see exactly what we're talking about. Shiver Me Timbers, available now. All right, uh, so we're going to get into the National Football League. I guess we'll kick off with the top story, man. Um, and there's so much we're going to get into here, man. So all our NFL and football lovers, man, y'all going to enjoy this one. Tom Brady, the legend. The GOAT, the greatest quarterback of all time, the greatest football player of all time, will not be wearing a New England Patriots helmet next year. Tom Brady let the uh, Patriots know, I believe it was last Wednesday, that he would not be returning to the team. So let's stay right there for one second. We'll go around the room, man, and just get a, 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 a rundown of what we feel Brady's legacy was in New England. And I know it's a lot. It's 20 years, six Super Bowl titles. Many Pro Bowls, AFC Championship appearances, AFC Championship wins, MVPs, touchdown records, yards records. He's just done everything. So, uh, Black, let's kick it off, man. Tom Brady in New England. 20 years. I mean, Black, we're 35 years old. So when Tom Brady walked on the field as a starter of the New England Patriots that fateful Sunday after Drew Bledsoe was knocked unconscious, <laughs> bro, like, we were 15 years old, bro, when that happened. Yeah. We out here with kids and mortgages now. Yeah, man. So talk about Brady, man, in this time in New England, man. Man, um, it sucks, really. You know, him. It's, change always happens in the NFL, man. But you know, he's dope, like greatest of all time from the time he took over mm. in New England when 
do bless so got his head taken off. Yes, it did. You know, and uh, I think it was something that was said. Uh, he didn't believe that he was going in the game. He thought uh, Bledsoe was coming back and Bill Belichick was like, you better yeah. get your himself ready. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? This could make or break you. But, you know, ever since he got in, man, he never gave it back. Uh, road to the greatest of all time, man. And, like, uh, it's crazy. It's going to be crazy not him in New England, but we knew this was coming. But a lot of stuff brewing. But, man, just, like, over the years, man, like, it's been crazy. Like, that's, I'm just going to Give off some of his yards in the past couple, the past years, or his years in New England. I want to start at, let's just go to 2005. He threw for almost 5,000 yards this 2006, that's the year. I don't know exactly what, I don't know if that's the year he got hurt, but he only threw for uh, 3,500 yards that year, 2007, 48 yards. Then, uh, and in 2015, he threw for uh, almost 5,000 yards, 30. 5,000. Yeah. Almost 5,000 yards. And uh, just last year, he threw for over 4,000 yards with 24 touchdowns and uh, eight interceptions. Just like, just <clears> over <throat> the years, man, this guy's numbers, just what he puts up year in and year out, Mr. Consistent. The only year he wasn't consistent is when he tore his ACL mm-hmm. and Matt Castle had to come in for him for the rest of the mm-hmm. But man, just like, he's the GOAT, man. Uh, he's. He's the Michael Jordan on the football field. Six rings, clutch, you know, he, everything. He He's done it. He's done it on the football field. Maybe he's done it yeah. for a quarterback. Yeah. It's going to be sad to not see him uh, in the week. All right. Fred, talk to talk to me, man. How you feel about Brady's run just in New England? Uh, I'm interested to hear your take on this one. Uh, yeah, well, um, I don't think he's a GOAT. You say you don't think he's no, a GOAT. Could you say that again? Could you say that again? I don't think he's a Okay. <laughs> hey, this reduced really lunch sports, man. Come on now. Save the car. You listen to the podcast at this moment. I want you to pause, go handle, do everything you got to do. Brush your face. Get snuggle in, snuggle under the covers, and get ready for bed. This is what I'm about. Uh-huh. You understand? I can appreciate Tom Brady's tenure in New England. Sure. You know, it's a lot. That's a lot of consistency. You ever since they upset the Rams. He was uh-huh. in the league. And yep. He's been almost every AFC championship since then. <laughs> yeah, the crazy. able to stop him is a better quarterback. Like, team that Patriots. Facts. Um, like, big man. Facts. That's it. You know, yeah. That's, that's pretty <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> uh, I think he's lucky that he didn't have to play in the league with a Patrick Mahomes or I agree. A Lamar Jackson. I agree. For his era, mm-hmm. for that kind of standstill in the pocket. You know, we're creating this team quarterback, Tom Brady, definitely uh, ruled over that area. I, I'm interested to see what he can do with Tampa. Yeah. You know, I, I don't expect much. I think they could be pretty good. And I, I don't think Tom Brady's not a great quarterback. All I'm saying is I just don't have him ahead of an arm like Peyton Manning. Oh, yeah. An arm like Dan Marino. And that's all I'm saying. Like, he's great in the game. You know, great in the... And all that. But when you watch these other quarterbacks, you watch Peyton Manning, and you watch these boys back there. Yeah. And the way they operate as individuals. Yeah. So I appreciate Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. he is a winner. Fact, yeah, yeah, yeah. Super Bowl winner. Like, I would love to have him. Actually, we don't, I don't even know what the ring looks like. <laughs> so, I would love to have, you know, a quarterback and a coach that could do that. But we have to, you know, Bill Belichick is 
If y'all gonna take Bill Belichick going to the AFC Championship next year with Brian Hoyer, y'all gonna be mm. yeah. mm. I mean, I don't know what they think Bill Belichick gonna do fall off. We're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about it. Yeah, we're gonna talk, talk about, about that definitely. Also, great. Tom Brady, of course, I, he's, he'll finish off a top five quarterback. Ooh, we. Ooh, we. As far as you know, we just ran. Is you high? Like, we're gonna talk yeah. about Jordan later. You, sure. I can understand. Like, I, I understand what's okay. Jordan was going. Like, and we, I got arguments, but yeah. I can hear that argument and say, I get where you're coming from. Sure. But, um, I don't know about this. He's a good, know how to run that machine. Right, right, right. Okay, yeah, I cannot wait. We should definitely get some feedback on that from one particular Cedric Farr who out there who's listening. Uh, and Corey, your big work might have something to say too. You know what I'm saying? So Corey might have something to say too. Uh, just a couple of numbers off what Black was giving you. Six-time Super Bowl winner, uh, four-time Super Bowl MVP, three-time regular season MVP. He is currently second all-time in passing yards. He is currently second all-time in touchdown passes. Number one all-time in wins, and that's a special one for me. All-time in wins and a 14-time Pro Bowl selection. Uh, for me with Brady, man, um, I remember that day. I remember that Sunday where Drew uh, Bledsoe got his knock, head knocked off, got his blocks knocked off, wig split. And that boy was laying there motionless. You got this fresh-faced six-rounder out of Michigan just looking there, looking like, oh, I'm next? And he goes into the game, and they win that game. And you're kind of like, wow, okay, good job, kid. You know, I'm 15 years old. I'm going into high school. Like, I'm in the prime of talking trash with my friends and stuff like that at that age with football. And then, my God, what happened after that? Who would have who would have expected what had happened? Two things in particular we, we me with Brady. He was consistent no matter who was in the huddle with him. It didn't matter. The way Bill Belichick runs his teams, players are not there for long. The player who remained there the longest is Tom Brady. Other than that, you've seen so many different faces come in and out of there, and 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 they still win. You know, they went to eight Super Bowls and won six. They probably went to fifteen AFC Championship games. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and got to the Super Bowl eight times. I mean, the greatness that we saw is definitely on the level of, as a Jordan, as a Kobe, as a LeBron. Like that's I'm talking about the player. Like if you can will yourself and you're and you. If you want to know what a mindset looks like, you saw it in Tom Brady every week. He had a passion and a desire, has, excuse me, because he hasn't retired, excuse me. He has a passion and desire to win above everybody else. And I just think all in all, I agree with Fred. I mean, is he the greatest winning quarterback of all time in the NFL? Sure. You'd be an idiot to probably try to argue that. But is he the greatest quarterback? Like, I'm talking about arm Mind, IQ, I mean, is, is he number one? Uh, uh, I'm going to leave that kind of wide open, man. So I'm, I got people out there sucking their teeth and giving us a couple cuss words out right now. Um, I think it's a debate. Just like with Jordan, I think it's a debate. But all in all, he's great. He is great. I mean, he is the greatest NFL winning player of all time. And we probably will never. I, I ain't going to say that, man. Mahomes is special. But if he could stay healthy, he could stick with Andy Reid and, and not, you know, you know, stay focused on the game. I can see a Patrick Mahomes in another 10 years being in this conversation. I mean, for, for, for what it's worth, he needs five more rings. But I'm just saying, like, he got he got one in his second full season as a starter. 
Like he twenty, he twenty two years old, and he a Super Bowl champion. Um, so we'll see. But all in all, salute to Tom Brady and everything he did in New England. Um, is is nothing to sleep on, and, and it's to be celebrated, man. And you know, cheers to him twenty years up there in Massachusetts, man. Well done, well done for Tom Brady. All right, man. So let's trace it to the Buccaneers. I know. Um, when this announcement came, I was like, wasn't shocked because this this was one of the teams. It was the Bucks. It was the Chargers. I know it was a little um, uh, conversation of, of of maybe the Giants or Jerry Jones and the Cowboys. But I think at the end of the day, it was really down to two teams. It was the Chargers and it was the Buccaneers. And if you look at the talent that he is walking into, especially that offense, I mean, man, like if they can get clicking, if they can stay healthy, that team could be very, very dangerous. But here's my thing, though. Brady's been in the AFC East for 20 years. He knows the Dolphins. He knows the Buffalo Bills. He knows who's the other guy for second team? Miami, D- Dolphins, Bills, and Jets. He knows them. Mm-hmm. And he's got a lot of coaches fired. A lot of – I think – it was a crazy number today. They say Tom, since Tom Brady was in New England, about 15 coaches have been with those three teams. Like, he, he's destroyed three organizations, bro. The only team to come there and have a bit of success and rival him was the Rex Ryan Jets. And they was loaded. They was loaded on that team. How you got Curtis Martin and LaDainian Thomason in the backfield? You got Bart Scott, Cromartie, Reeves. I mean, them boys was loaded. And they couldn't get them. They, they, they couldn't get one. But back to Brady and Tampa, don't get me wrong. Drew Brees is about that life. Drew Brees is about that life. The New Orleans Saints have been prominent for almost 15 years as well. Drew Brees has a Super Bowl championship. He knows what it takes. Like, you're not finna come to New Orleans <laughs> and we just gonna give it up. I don't think that's gonna be the case. Drew Brees is the number one all-time touchdown passer and passing touchdowns and yards. You're not finna come here and take nothing, dog. Like, we gonna see what's up. Now, I like Teddy Bridgewater in Carolina. We'll talk about him a little later, but he, I don't know. And then who else is out there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt Ryan, shout out DBN. Shout out them boys at DBN. I know they kind of in some pain right now what's going on in Atlanta. But the Falcons have the tools that they need to compete. The Falcons have, I'm saying, yeah, they got the tools that they can put a, a show out there on the field. But I said all that to say, I expect Tom Brady and the Buccaneers to be 13-3. and three. <laughs> All that that I just said. My expectations for this season, and we'll talk about the, the full two years in a second, but we'll go around the room with just this season. Off the top of my head, and my record may change to 12 and 4, 11 and 5, but I fully expect the, temp, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to be in the thick. I expect them to probably be the number one seed or the number two seed in the NFC. If Brady can stay healthy, no, oh, Mike Evans, good win. Both these boys, 1,200 yard receivers. Yes, they are. Them boys is catching that rock, and they running. And they running. They got a pretty good offensive line. They got a quarterback, eight wannabe guru. That's what they say he is. And Bruce Arians, the quarterback whisperer. So there's a so there's a lot of tools there. So all in all, it's set up for Brady to do very, very well, especially in his first year in Tampa Bay. You want to know why? Because you ain't gonna see it coming. No one knows what it's gonna look like, and I think that serves as a a, 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 a crutch. Uh, for the Bucks. So, Black, what's your expectations for Brady and Tampa Bay this season? Man, um, it's gonna be interesting to see, man. Like, like, like you said, I can, I can agree with what you said, man. Uh, he's going into a division he doesn't know, but uh, he's played against these teams before, right? Uh, he got some familiar, he's familiar with 
with the uh with the Drew Brees. He's he's familiar with uh who uh Matt Ryan. He's played against these guys before. Maybe not a whole lot, but he's played against them. Um, it's going to be really interesting because, like you say, Drew Brees he is one of the greatest of all time. Like, sure, passing touchdowns, he has the numbers. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know, man. Like I could see. I could see them maybe having two losses to New Orleans this year. I really T- Tampa? Know. Yes, Tampa. I don't really know too much about Tampa's defense. I don't know. <laughs> but other than that, like, I haven't got a chance to see their schedule and see who they play. I, oh, they do play uh, Aaron Rodgers this year. They got Aaron Rodgers. They do play uh, Kansas City this year. So those games right there are going to be big games as well. But uh, I just see. I just. I gotta agree with you on this one, D. I can for now. I can see a for now. team in three. I think he could get a win against an Aaron Rodgers. Would he beat Pat Mahomes? No, I don't see that happening. But uh, I can see a division title, thirteen and three record. Maybe you know, get into maybe the first round. Maybe maybe get bounced in the first. I don't know. We'll see. I I don't know, but I think. It's but, no, but 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 what's your expectations? Like, do you do you legitimately think that they will be bouncing the first round of the NFC NFC playoffs? I, I, I put, feel like because it's it's not new to him but it's so many other players who's never done it before okay okay so okay I feel like all right they could get to the playoffs and get bounced in the first round mm. i really feel that way mm. especially with the new four so we'll see we'll see what happens we'll see what happens with that but, okay uh i i expect the uh a good year from tampa bay this year okay tenfold fred what what again question again what are your what are your expectations of what you believe could take place? I know we're talking real early with uh, Brady and Tampa this season. Uh, looked at their schedule. I'm, I'm still about 11 and 5. Okay. I'll uh, probably, uh, probably split with one of those other uh, South teams. Okay. I think they'll probably take the to uh, Kansas City. Uh, they played the Packers. Right. So I'm just like giving all possible. Yeah, it looks like they can win 11 to 13 games. <laughs> Uh, it's prime this year for I think they could probably win the Super Bowl to be honest yeah baseball, right yeah because uh, I do give Tom that like Tom knows how to control excuse me a game and that's a that's the benefit of being able to be able to take all those years thinks like a coach boy what what did you so he thinks <laughs> like a coach when it comes to like the timing of the game and what it, how shit supposed to go like that's a yeah. very important uh, skill to have. Like, yeah. You know, I think Peyton Manning is one of, like, just a better skilled player than him, I think. Mm. With Tom, Tom would be almost like a better coach. He just plays games like the head coach, almost. Like, okay, I know not to take this right here. Uh-huh. I know, like, all his moves are just smart. Like, you don't see him so stupid in the set. Nope. The wrong time. Like, you just rarely see him make dumb plays. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's very important. Um, I think that's his best attribute. Right. You know, um, I, I don't take that attribute. That's the best quarterback of all time. That's a hell of a that's the best winner of all time. Yeah, yeah, somebody yeah. Somebody one of your teams, somebody who just knows how to win fucking games. Yeah, that's a hard trait to yep. have. See great players all the time. Philip Rivers and that chart. That's the last decade. Say what you want. This has been a great decade for that Chargers. Yes, Chargers fans. After seeing what the Jags decade numbers look like, <laughs> that chart like Philip Rivers gave you. 10 to 12 wins yeah. every year. Yeah. Get you in the playoffs. Was it disappointing at the end? Yeah. Yeah. But, like, nigga, do I need to run? You need to go refresh the state of the Jaguars to show you what it could look like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's great quarterbacks that are around the league. 
what I'm saying? I, yeah. I, I think I really see them, you know, it'll be, I, I either got them or the Ravens or the Chiefs. Those are my overall picks. Your pre-picks. Yeah, pre-picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got a chance. Okay. I mean, all in all, man, we just hope, you know, we don't look back on this Tampa year and be like, you know. Boy, what? what did you do in camp? <laughs> you got something, Black? Yeah, man, I just, and, and we have been here leading up already to free agency that Tampa was, it was all in on Brady. You know, they was all in, and we see why with this contract that he got from Tampa, why they were all in. They gave Tom Brady a two-year deal worth $50 million, fully guaranteed. Tom Brady can yeah. up to nine point five million in incentives on his contract. So you basically looking looking at a sixty million a sixty million dollar contract in two years two with years. Tampa. Like yeah. Tampa went all out for Tom Brady. And I don't really I, I honestly think Tom Brady really wanted to go back home to the Chargers, but they couldn't do a deal like that. Yeah. They couldn't do a deal they couldn't match what Tampa was giving. Yeah, they can't you know, tag him. They, they couldn't they they wouldn't I don't think they wanted to give him something fully guaranteed. I don't think the Chargers were ready to do that. Tampa they ain't had the money. Yeah, Tampa showed that they yeah. were all in. Yeah. So he basically went with who was one. They had the best money for him. It's it's the deal. The deal was ironclad. No trade clause. No franchise tag. Not. I mean, like you can't even talk to the man. So like he's not even he's not he's not even in the off season uh, vocabulary for the books. You know what I'm saying? Like it's an ironclad deal, you know. And 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 if you look at the talent, I mean, I for one wanted him to see. I wanted to see him with the Chargers. That's what who I wanted because I believe that defense and that offense. But then I really just started looking at the Bucks roster, dog. Like they went seven and nine last year and left five games on the table. If Jameis doesn't go 30 for 30 last year with touchdowns and, and, and interceptions, if Jameis can if Jameis can go 38 for 21, though they win about four more games and they're in the playoffs. And I don't think anybody would want to play Jameis Winston in the Bucks in the playoff game. Because you just don't know what Jameis is gonna do. He might go 38 for 38, 500 yards passing and no picks. And now, oh my God, they're in the NFC championship game. But that didn't happen. But it's something to say. When I looked at Goodwin and I looked at Mike Evans, man, I'm like, man, this is the best duel of receivers Brady has ever had. And I'm remiss. I'm forgetting the tight end's name. Best duel of tight ends he's had. I, I, yeah, uh, Braid. Was it Braid? And I can't remember the other ones, but. Braid and uh, O.J. Howard. Bro, like, yeah. we talking about vertical. Like, yeah. we ain't talking about no Julian Edelman running and around the turnpike and catching it on the three-yard hash. And No, we talking about, bro, when my hand is up, throw that thing. Yeah. That's what he did with him. And Goodwin with that speed, it's like, oh, my God. And I can say and I can say this. I was telling uh, one of my coworkers this. I was like, listen to me, man. Like, the tight ends that he have, they play like receivers. Yeah, they vertical. Uh, don't get me wrong. No disrespect to Gronk. Uh, Aaron Hernandez, those guys, they went deep down the field threats for Tom Brady in New England. They they pick you they pick you apart. They get in zones. Boom, boom, boom. They get in zones. I don't know Hernandez can get up the field though. You're not Gronk though. Gronk was limited. Right, 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 right. Not OJ Howard. They vertical. And not uh Brick. They vertical. Can get downfield. We seen that from OJ Howard when he was at Alabama. They vertical trash quarterbacks that he could get downfield. So man, like it's going to be interesting to see what he does with these weapons, man. And, and I think if they could get a solid running running back, 
Tampa will be all right. They already got the pieces on D. They got an all-pro defense alignment or linebacker on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, Shaq. Right? Yeah. Come on. I, I, they got a they got a top, they top 15 pick, don't they? I think they got a top 15 pick. I'll look so at it real and, fast. And, 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 what, and, and what I was seeing, like, I heard that uh, Bruce Aarons is drooling over, over a Jonathan Taylor at Wisconsin. Can you see him? A Jonathan Taylor at He can fall. Like, he can fall. Oh, like, man, they like, pick 14th. Crazy. Like, that's to me right now. They pick 14th. I don't, know, I don't know how the offensive line is, what kind of protection they have for Jameis. They had a good line. They got a good line. They got a good line. Okay, well. Yeah. Thirty for thirty. You could potentially say, you could potentially say outside of that year he had Randy Moss and those group of guys. This Tampa team, you have to put this Tampa team right up there for the best team Tom Brady has been on. As far as talent. For talent, yeah. Far as far as talent. He got it everywhere. He has it everywhere. He has a defense. If not as good, but just as good as his New England defense. Top five defense in the league last year. All of them will say they was top five scoring. Uh, top five defense in the league last year. I think it's exciting. I think the NFL, it's like, wow, like how do you hit gold twice? Brady leads. Well, like when Peyton left. Peyton left Indianapolis. He goes to Denver. And it's like the NFL won again. You know, Peyton came right away. Them Bulls was 14-2 his first year. You know, went to two Super Bowls, got him a Super Bowl. He won an MVP there, and it's like Tom Brady is poised to do it again. And it's something to say about being somewhere new, new energy, being around new people, younger talent. You see when Brady posts his uh, post-game videos each Monday when they win, like Brady's tuned in to what's going on with these younger athletes. Like, from the music they listen to, like, just ingratiating himself with what's going on today. He's not one of those stiff prick quarterbacks, you know what I'm saying, all I'm all about, like Ben Roethlisberger. It doesn't look like if you play for the Steelers, you have fun with Big Ben. But I saw Tom over the last couple years, like, them boys love him. They love Brady, dog. So I think he'll go down to Tampa and, and uh, you know, he's going to shape that culture. I read today, as soon as he signed his contract, the general manager asked him, is there anything I could do for you right now? He said, yeah, I need all my teammates' phone numbers before I leave this building. That was the first thing he asked for. You know what I'm saying? So that I got a hot take of how he, why he actually want to leave. Of course, I think he want to leave because of the Bill Belichick. We know why. Dynamic. Yeah. But I think it's a lot. If you look at all the stars that come through Boston, how they handle their post career. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Whether you look at Bill Russell, you look at Paul Boston, Pierce. You know what I'm saying? Just like these legends that come in, they really don't. They don't do anything. You know no. You know, Boston just got that reputation. Just yeah. Like <laughs> Yeah. Tom Brady do wonder like has been wanting to ingratiate himself with the coach. Yeah. I don't even say black people, but the culture. Because the they fuck with Tom Brady. Yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah. But it's he don't want that stigma of like, nah. Okay, this is my only like just came to Florida. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, this gives him a chance when he ends his career. It's not this so staunch, boring. Yeah. Like, cause they got a cool ass owner. Yeah. People don't even know that they yeah. don't even so chase up. Yeah. California kid. Yeah. I don't know how his name is coming to. Right. He, you know, so they that ain't even and Belichick. Yeah. They just in New England. Yeah. And I think like him leaving New England, going to Florida, like he's this is an after football. Oh yeah. Too, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but it's in me. Like while I'm still in football, I'm interacting with Bron. Yeah, Braun. yeah. He don't want to be that staunch old. Yeah, he don't want to be stiff. Yeah. yeah. Like, stiff old. No, yeah. He want to be. You know, he got a big personality, man. And when he was in New England, he had a cap on it. Right. 
Like it was only so much he could do. You can even see it in the media when they ask him questions. Right. Like they ask something, they, he has to be reserved. Like you saw Gronkowski skate a couple years ago. They ask him something, and he said, "Man, I can't answer that. You're gonna get me in trouble." Like that's the and don't get me wrong, they were winning, but the militant style atmosphere will take a toll on you. And you can see it in New England, but he, man, we finna see Tom Brady for real this year. Like he gonna be happy and yeah, we're gonna see it. So, you know, it's dope. And by the way, like look, when KD went to the Warriors, here come the Warrior fans, all y'all, I'm Warrior Smooth. Talking about you been a Warrior fan since run TMC. And we still ain't call you out properly on that. But I, you know, shout out Smooth. So I don't wanna Hear all you Tampa Bay fans out here, you know. I am back. What it do, baby? Y'all don't do that. Y'all don't do that, man. Of course. Of course. It's supposed to. All right, man. So, uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it right now on Tom Brady. Uh, so, again, of course, you know, he moved from New England to, to Tampa. He in a new situation, and, and it's looking like it could be a very, very uh, healthy one. All right, so we're going to transition into free agency and the trades and players who is being released. But we're going to start with DeAndre Hopkins, all-world wide receiver. In my opinion, he's been one or two, maybe three best receiver in football probably the last four to five years and out of the thin blue sky, we heard the quick rumblings that uh, Houston was listening to trades. And probably about an hour later, you get the alert saying he's been traded to the Arizona Cardinals. Um, but before we dive in, we're going to play a clip from Michael Irvin. He was on ESPN's Get Up um, a few days back. And apparently there was some type of major friction between Bill O'Brien and DeAndre Hopkins that had been festering for the last uh, couple of years. So we're going to uh, listen to Michael Irvin real fast. He was really. My fault, my fault. Sorry. And to talk that. more. And I said, tell me what happened in Houston. And he went into it. He told me, he said, Michael, uh, it, it was a bit of a power struggle there because Bill O'Brien thought, Coach O'Brien thought he had too much influence over the locker room. He called DeAndre Hopkins in a meeting to talk about this and to kind of just hash it out. In that meeting, he started the meeting with telling DeAndre Hopkins this that blew my mind when DeAndre told me this. He said, he told DeAndre Hopkins, he said, hey, uh, the last time I had to have a meeting like this, it was with Aaron Hernandez. I was like, what? He, he, he put in Aaron Hernandez in this meeting? He said, yes, he did. He said, Michael, that blew my mind that he would even bring that up. I've never been in any trouble. I don't know why would he equate me with Aaron Hernandez. And from there, the meeting just deteriorated. You know, he got into talking about DeAndre Hopkins because DeAndre Hopkins has uh, a few kids and, and, and from different, different, different women. And he said, you know, he told DeAndre he doesn't like that he has his baby mamas around sometimes. And, and from that, I think the relationship just went bad. And thus, we got a trade of DeAndre Hopkins from, from Houston for basically, like I said earlier, a ham sandwich, all because of that relationship. So, yeah. So, um, this is what apparently happened in a meeting with these two, uh, Bill O'Brien, DeAndre Hopkins. And then two things happen here. I guess Michael Irvin wasn't supposed to tell that story. Okay. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins had talked to Michael Irvin, I guess, in, in confidence. And uh, Michael Irvin was like, forget that. Like, if you're going through this, other players are going through this, too. I'm putting it out there. Like, Bill O'Brien shouldn't be a head coach in the National Football League if he's carrying no meetings with that. So, this is what Michael Irvin and DeAndre Hopkins talked about, and Michael Irvin put it out there. So, let's start with the trade first, and then I have a message for Bill O'Brien uh, after we talk about 
uh, the trade. So DeAndre Hawkins was traded to the Arizona uh, Cardinals with my guy Cliffy Kingsbury. That's what I would be referring him to. Cliffy Cliff is out there in Arizona with the young hot gunner. Um, what's, what's the number one pick? Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. So Hawkins was traded for a bag of uh, peanut M&M's. Uh, a bottle of Fiji water and a five pack of Winterfresh. Also, also with David Johnson in the fourth round pick was also with those items, and that has taken place. So, Black, what do you think about this move? For let's talk about Arizona. What does this do for Arizona for Kyler Murray to get arguably top three wide receiver in the game playing next to him next season? Man, I think it's big. I think it's huge for Arizona. Like, if I was Arizona, Arizona did the right thing. They did the right thing to hop on it, man. Like, mm-hmm. not only do you get a top three receiver, but you're going to stand aside one of the greatest receivers of all time in the NFL and Larry Fitzgerald. New sports guest. And, 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 and let's not forget the up and coming, uh, uh, let's not forget the up and coming receiver they have, uh, Kirk Patrick. I mean, Kirk, I can't remember his, his exact Christian name. Kirk. Christian Kirk. Yeah. Uh, He's an up-and-coming receiver as well. Good season last year. You're looking at a lot of weapons Kyler Murray is going to have, but we know that uh, DeAndre Hawkins is going to be the number one guy there. But, man, like, I'm excited to see, like, what Arizona is going to be able to do. Mm -hmm. Then with uh, Ken Drake signing his little tender deal, coming back, the offense is going to be very exciting with the addition of uh, DeAndre Hawkins. Yeah, Fred, so what you think about DeAndre uh, in Arizona, what do you see that dynamic being, uh, especially with the young quarterback, Kyle Murray, getting him a big-time weapon with Cliffy Cliff? Um, it is, uh, I think it's going to be real good. I just can't get off my screen. <laughs> 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 it just reminds me of the Jaguars. Like, I, I look at the Texans, and I'm just like, thank God. That, well, I don't know, because we might fuck <laughs> They going through what we went through, like, you know, couple years back. Yeah, like them letting him go is like letting Ramsey go. You know what I'm saying? And now you're going to They they have a quarterback. That's all that. Yes. This whole time. Yes. A Bill O'Brien. Jesus. You know, that was just the stupidest trade I've probably ever seen in my life. Him in Arizona, I think it's going to be Arizona's going to be pretty cool to watch. Yeah, 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 yeah. In the upcoming years. I remember we was before Kyle Murray got drafted. Like, we was just talking about yeah. Like teams who are already, now that we're in the future, yeah. like a year ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year. Yeah. And now that we're in, you know, in the future from that conversation, you see how it plays out. Yeah. Yep. Franchise who is thinking forward. Right now. The fan base that thinks forward. And you yep. know what happens with the Jags. Yep. You let your franchise resign like Blake Bortles. Or you lie to yourself and say, let it go with Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, yeah. It's two types of teams. Those who lie to themselves and loyal to a fight. Yep. And those who are progressive. The like, Chiefs. Oh, right. Let's go. The Ravens. Let's go take the chance. The Rams. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. The Eagles. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, let's go win. Let's be progressive. Let's try something new. Look how, look how everything falls. For all these things that we just named. They got Hopkins. They got a bad running back off the deal. And, they, and the, they, the Cardinals still got the other running back. Um, they have a running Drake. back over there. Yeah, Drake. Yeah, yeah. They got Gay and Drake over there. Yeah. You know, they had a great year last year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, the deal itself was the most flabbergasting um, deal I had seen in the NFL in a long time. You look at the paperwork, 
And all this stuff is available for you. And I was like, man, I want to see the paperwork of the trade. So if you go to Google, there's a website called NFL Hotspot. And they have paperwork that these players, that these teams send in fax form. And I'm reading this to just to make sure it was correct. David Johnson and a fourth round pick. How, how is Bill O'Brien? You were up 24 to nothing on the Kansas City Chiefs in the second round of the playoffs. DeAndre Hopkins was on that team. And you got number four, as I call him. Number four is back there throwing it to Hopkins. Fuller. I mean, you guys got a formidable team. You very well could have been in the AOC championship game last season. And you trade him away because you didn't like the influence that he was having on the locker room. The influence, Deion Sanders said, the influence that he was having on Deion, uh, 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 four, number one, Deshaun Watson. He didn't like the influence he was having on him. And I'm looking at this deal for Cliffy Cliff and the Cardinals, and I'm like, yes! They're going in the right direction. Not only did people chew him alive for me, you really going to take Kyle Murray? He's five foot eight. So is Russell Wilson. And guess what he got? A chip. <laughs> he got a chip. And he's been to two of them. So Cliffy Cliff is making all the right moves here. And I'm pretty sure he thought it was a joke when Bill O'Brien and the Texans sent over that trade. I'm pretty sure Cliff Clinsworth was like, nah, this, y'all sure this is, is correct? And they told him, yeah, it's correct, sir. Yeah, pull it. <laughs> That's exactly what Cliff Kingsbury said. And now, dog, the Cardinals didn't lose. They only had one double-digit loss last season. One. They win every single game. Today, I was watching the throwback game last season between the Cardinals and the Ravens last year. Kyler Murray was about that life with, uh, against uh, Lamar Jackson. I'm looking and I'm looking like, bro, like what's going on? And you mean to tell me you're giving him a vertical problem. DeAndre Hopkins is feared in the National Football League by opposing secondary. He is feared. This man is strong. His hands are strong. His confidence is through the roof. He is in his prime. And you take him away from Deshaun Watson? You took him away? And you're literally in the second round of the NFL playoffs? Up 24 to nothing against the Kansas City Chiefs? And you trade him away? Bill O'Brien, you a dummy. You stupid. What is Bob, what is Bob McNair, the owner, saying to himself when he saw that trade go through? He has to be saying, oh, that's strike three. I'm hoping that sooner or later, NFL Network will send a tweet to my phone saying Bill O'Brien has been released. So the expectations for my dog Deshaun Watson in the Texas is a lot harder this year. My boy not making the playoffs this year. He not because you took the heart and soul of that team is Deshaun. I mean, uh, excuse me, Hopkins. He is the heart and soul of that team. He is Houston. He right up there with James Harden, bro. And you did that dumb deal for that for a pack of Winterfresh and a pack of Starburst. So. I got something for you, Bill O'Brien. Like Black want to jump in here because he curling the beard right now. So, Black, you got anything to add before I take off on Billy? Man, uh, bruh. When I first seen bruh. this, man, I, uh, I couldn't believe my eyes, man. I had to, I had to sit my phone down because I thought my phone was tripping. I was like, what in the hell is going on? So I, I actually refreshed my phone. I shut it down and started back up because I, I knew it was something that wasn't right about this. So I look and then as I cut my phone back on, 
everything gets loaded up. Here comes alerts. Boom, another alert. Boom, another alert. This man got traded for a down the hill running back. <laughs> down the hill? He got traded for a fifth round pick in a third round, correct? In a third yeah, yeah, a third, fourth, something like that. Well, it wasn't the first. I know that. It wasn't the first. Bill O'Brien. You got to be the dumbest box of rocks I ever seen in my life. And if you're hearing this, I hope you're, you're an ass. If you just so happen you to hear this. ass. That's all I got to say about you. You are the main definition of an ass. <laughs> For you to give away your franchise receiver and let him go to an up-and-coming Cardinals team. Shout out to the Cardinals. Cliffy Cliff. You let him go because of your pride and what he was doing. He needs to be an influence on the DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, on a... Deshaun Watson. Yeah, of course. To be. Yes. Swag. This receiver is a dog in the NFL. You will want your quarterback to be a dog in the NFL. They scared of him, Black. They scared him. Can you trade this man away? <laughs> listen, listen to me, man. Like, please. <laughs> I wish within the next couple of days, 48 hours, 24 hours, I don't care what it is. Bill O'Brien has to be relieved of his duties, not just as the general manager, as the coach as well. Oh, yeah, I forgot he the general manager, too. That's why they doing that. I forgot. <laughs> Bruh, listen to me right now. You are an ass. I'm going to keep saying it. You're an ass for doing this, man, for setting it up. You know what I was waiting for? D, D and Fred, you know what I was really waiting for? What's that, Black? I'm like, man, damn, they're getting rid of the, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Put Deshaun on the block. I would love for him to come to Jacksonville. Yeah, I'd love for him to come to Jacksonville. Uh, uh, Put him on the block. You trading away uh, all these good players. You might as well. I thought, I thought J.J. Watt name was going to come up next. <laughs> Oh, they're oh, they going to keep old, they going to keep old JJ. They're going to keep old JJ. I thought they keep, they, you know, they keep the good old boys. You know, they want to stay. They want to stay. But you want to get rid of the problems or you haven't been in meetings like this since Aaron Hernandez. Who in the hell are you to even bring this man up and talk about put him in the same sentences in Aaron Hernandez. And we know what type of player his background DeAndre Hawkins has come from. And the, and the struggles he had to go through in his life with his parents and his mom. Like, for you to bring that up and put him in the same series with Aaron Hernandez, you are an ass, and I hope they get rid of you. <sighs> Thank you, Black, for that. Thank you for that, Black. Um, Bill, um, you're an idiot, man. And uh, I'm, I'm going to try to be as calm as possible so you can hear every word that I'm saying, if you just so happen to hear this. Um, Bill O'Brien! You're an idiot. For you to say that the, uh, uh, Hopkins has been a negative influence on Watson and the rest of your younger players is an insult. Do you, know, do you not know what it takes or what it requires to win in any sport? You need camaraderie. You need players who want to be around each other, who want to play for one another, and who want to win together. I thought the Houston Texans were one of the most close, tight-knit groups in football last year. Every time them boys score, them boys all come together. Deshaun with the biggest smile on his face, Hopkins hugging and embracing, being a real leader on your team, which afforded you another opportunity to win another AFC South championship, which isn't saying much because everybody else in the South is treated ash. <laughs> 
Trinity-dash. So now you're going to go right down there with the Jacksonville Jaguars this year, and you're going to be fired, Bill. Bill, there's nothing you can prepare this year that's going to allow you to save your job. The only thing you can do is hope that Deshaun passes for 60 touchdowns and only three interceptions. That's the only thing you can hope for, because that means you'll probably go 14-2, and two, but that's not happening. Deshaun needed Hopkins. He needs him. Everybody knows, yeah, you need a quarterback. We know that. But if you can have playmakers around who can get the football and do some things like Hopkins did, you're going to be winning. And for you to sit up there and say Aaron Hernandez's name in the same breath as Hopkins is disgusting. Like, who you think you are, man? And I hope for all it was worth, Hopkins had to be held back for slapping the taste out of your mouth. <laughs> That's what I hope happened. So all in all, I'm sorry, Houston Texans fans. Now, I don't know a Texas fan personally, but I'm sorry. Because now, guess what you're going to experience? What the Jags feel. In the next two to three years, Deshaun will not resign with the Houston Texans. This is also the dumbest thing you've done. Because guess who's a free agent after next season? Guess who's a free agent? And will be the hottest name on the market. Deshaun number four, Watson. So you just killed the franchise, Bill O'Brien. Congratulations. Your football mind isn't that great if you want to keep it real. Because before you got Hopkins there, you weren't winning. You was up 24 to nothing in the first round playoff game against the Indianapolis Colts and got snoodled. <laughs> so, bruh, you ran out of time. You made an idiotic move. You thought your brain was going to coincide and do something great that it didn't do. So I hope sooner or later that you let off the hook. When I say off the hook, I mean fired. That's pretty much my take to Bill O'Brien. And I have a, a, a surprising take on what Bill O'Brien could possibly say at the end of the season. What did you think about the fight? What you, I beat him. Everybody out there know I beat him. Everybody out there know I beat him. I controlled the fight. He was missing. I hit him clean more times. I beat him. Yeah, so uh, we'll see how it goes. All right, man. So, man, let's dive into this pool. Free agents, trades. We already talked about Hopkins, but let's get into some more notable deals uh, that took place, man. Byron Jones of the Dallas Cowboys is now a Miami Dolphin. And not only is he a Dolphin, he is the highest paid defensive back in all of football. The Miami Dolphins wanted him. They came to Dallas and they got him. Black, what do you think about Byron Jones headed to Miami and the money that Mr. Jones got in his pocket today? Man, they, uh, they throwing around some money here, man. Yes, sir. Yep. Uh, shout out to him. I guess Dallas didn't want to up the cash to keep him, you know, but it, it is what it is. He's down in Miami. And shout out to Miami, man. Making some the moves. The they doing, they making some moves. Yeah. Like, they got a young, vibrant coach down there. Like, yep. This guy's making moves, and I like to see that. Uh, uh, I, and shout out, shout out to Byron Jones again, but um, it's crazy, man, the money that they paid him, man. But, you know, it's the market. That's what happens, man. Yep. He was one of the top. He was one of the top corners of the year. He was all pro. So yep. it's he, he deserves his money. I feel like if you are all pro and you hold that status, it's worth your money. So yeah. uh, shout out to him, man, and uh, for getting that deal done with Miami. Yeah, I think Byron Jones one of one of the more underrated corners uh, in football. Uh, he's proven his worth though. Um, he's had two or three good seasons in Dallas. Uh, on the on the number side, he's a top three corner in all of football, and he got paid, and, and deservedly so. I knew we wasn't going to be able to afford to keep him. We could barely afford to keep who we got. Yeah, he's throwing $100 million to Amari, but we'll talk about that in a second. Jared Steven. 
But we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but yeah, shout out to Byron Jones, man. He deserves it. I think he's going to a great situation in Miami. That young, vibrant head coach and what they're doing there. Miami won their last three games of the season. They they uh, prevented the New England Patriots from being the number one, the number two seed in the AFC playoffs last year, man. So good things in Miami. Shout out to Byron Jones for getting his paper. So Fred, talk to me, man. Stephon Diggs. Big-time wide receiver man for the Minnesota Vikings has been traded to a really good team. He is headed to the Buffalo Bills. Fred, what you think about Stephon Diggs, man, heading to Buffalo? Um, I'm not a 100% confident Josh Allen. Mm, okay, 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 okay. Best yet to, to be like solely dependent on Stephon Diggs. You know what I'm saying? Him okay. Wide receiver, but you know, I think, I think, all in all, I think on the other side of me not knowing, I think it's going to be a great move. I'm glad he got out of Minnesota. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, me too. Minnesota's another one of them teams who are been experienced. Yep. Downside, they just don't know it yet. Yeah. You know, I'm a Jack fan, so I've been on the being sorry for so long. You can see when other teams are going their way. Ah, Lee. You know, paradise. So I definitely see it, but I think the big. Now that you ain't got Tom Brady anyway, they got no no more excuses. Nobody in that sorry ass division. <laughs> yeah, the they AFC got East. No excuses, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Twenty years Tom Brady's going to the AFC winning that division. <laughs> it's ridiculous, I, bro. I want to say the one yeah, the one year he didn't win, got hurt, throws ACL. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that was it. Like I, I don't think he lost that division while he was healthy. I, I know I may be wrong. If he had it's only been one. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying? With that Wildcat team Miami had that one year. Yeah. Nobody just stopped. Right. Uh, Cadillac. Uh, uh, Not Cadillac. Uh, White. Ronnie Brown. Yeah, Ronnie Brown. Ronnie Brown. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think it, I think it'd be a dope move. Okay. Dope move. We don't, I don't. I don't believe him just yet. But so do you? Okay. Well, let me ask you this: For Black Go, do you? Do you? No, no, Fred. Before Black Go, do you think that the Buffalo Bills will be as good as they were last year with the addition of Diggs? Do you think they'll get back? To the playoffs, do you even think they'll win this division? I mean, with the addition of Diggs, with that defense, I mean, hey man, they definitely are the favorites to win the AFC East. I just look at the NFL and how fast stuff changes. Okay. That defense can play how they did last year, and if Josh Allen can take another step, then I think they'd be fine. You know what I'm saying? But you don't believe. I don't know yet. Okay. Okay. I believe it. I got to see Josh Allen. Like he take he took he took another step last year. He did. So it's really on him taking a step because we've seen because this is Josh Allen third year. Third year. Yeah. But we seen how Lamar looked in his second year. Now we super sure. We seen how Patrick Mahomes looked in his first year stepping on the football starting. Got like football field. Yeah. Deshaun Watson. Yeah. He stepped in against the Jags. Yeah. You knew kind of right there and there like they have something. Yes, sir. And with Josh Allen, I see it. He's like a, a better version of Blake Bortles. Don't get me. He's like Blake Bortles, way less mistakes. But at the same time, I'm just like I gotta, I gotta see it. Like, okay. I, I'm gonna see how you do next year. All right. All right. Winning it all. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay. It's your this lunch sport. So Black, talk to me about Diggs, man. Being in Buffalo, man. Buffalo had a very good year last year. What do you think Diggs will bring to the Bills this year? Man, I love it, man. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> And I just wanted to piggyback on what Fred said about Josh Allen. I disagree 100%. <laughs> <laughs> Me and you were able to see, watch this young kid. Yeah, man. Watch this young kid towards the end of the season going yeah. to the playoffs. Yeah. This young kid, kid has it. He does. He understands. He has the it back. He does. Now, don't get me wrong. 
bro. He just played against a Deshaun Washington who did not want to be denied. Hell of a game. Hell of a game. You seen it in the first half of that game? Josh Allen was doing what he wanted to do. Cooking. They couldn't do nothing about it. Cooking. The kid has all the tools. And he yeah. has the arm. Yep. And he got the playmaking ability. He got legs. He can run. To, to, to be the quarterback that Buffalo needs. Yep. I truly believe with him getting Stephon Diggs would take them to the next step of where they need to go. We're talking about division titles. Maybe a nice little run in the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. Having a Stephon Diggs on that team would not here to say that they had bad receivers. They had a good core group of guys. Yeah. But Stephon Diggs is going into a situation where he's going to be the guy. Yep. This is what he wanted. This is the type of situation he wanted because I truly don't really feel like he was the guy in Minnesota. I feel like Alan Thielen was the guy in Minnesota. But he's going to a situation with a young up-and-coming quarterback who I would take over who I would take over a Kirk Cousins any day. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Definitely that. <laughs> Who's robbing the bank for Minnesota? <laughs> We have a little bit of breaking news here into the sports desk. Uh, something that really is going to pain me if you hear the sorrow in my voice. Uh, my team is getting sorry and sorrier uh, by the day. Uh, pro bowler, best freaking center in football, Travis Frederick has announced his retirement from the Dallas Cowboy at 29 years of age. More on this in a second from the sports desk. Again, Travis Frederick, Pro Bowl, multiple-time Pro Bowl center, probably the best center in football at 29 years old, has decided to call it quits five days before the draft. <laughs> Sorry, Black. Go ahead. Well, yeah, man. Dang, that's, that's big. <laughs> that is big right there. But, yeah, man, like, I like this. I, I, I like uh, Diggs and Buffalo, man, with, with that up-and-coming offense. They got a nice uh, core at running back with Frank Gore in this up-and-coming kid, I can't even remember his name. But um, that defense is out of sight, man. I see big things from Buffalo with the addition of D. Yeah, I'm with you, Black. Uh, echo your sentiments. I like what I saw with Josh Allen the last month of the season. There's two games in particular, man. I know Pittsburgh wasn't very good last year, but they were fighting for a playoff spot in December. And that Sunday night game, man, uh, when they went to Pittsburgh, man, Josh Allen um, put on a show, man. He really put on the show, man, and got that win for Buffalo. And the playoff game versus Houston, me and Black watched that game together. We thought Houston was going to lose, man. Like, Buffalo controlled the game for three and a half quarters, but Deshaun just wasn't going to be denied. Even when that game went to overtime, you know, Josh Allen made some great plays, man. But again, <laughs> Deshaun just wasn't having it, man. He wasn't going to take that L. But Stephon Diggs is going to take the top off this offense. Like, they have a bunch of possession receivers. Cole Beasley there in the slot. Frank Gore back there controlling the running game. They got a pretty good offensive line. Very good head coach there. Like, Buffalo is poised, man, to take over the AFC East on paper right now. We all know Bill Belichick got something up his sleeve. He just ain't showed us yet. But as of right now, at this point in time, I like Buffalo, man, to make the playoffs again, even be better than they were last year, and make some noise. Black was saying it all last season. 
I don't think nobody going to want to play Buffalo in these playoffs. And we saw Houston had to give everything they had to get that win, man. And uh, I think Josh Allen got him a, a, a big break with this vertical threat in Stephon Diggs, man. Kirk Cousin wasn't passing Diggs the ball. And I still can't understand why Allen Thielen became the number one receiver. Don't get me wrong, Thielen is a good receiver. He is, but he is not running a 4-3-40, taking the top off no NFL defenses. That's not what he's doing. And for some strange reason, Stephon Diggs only caught two passes in the last three games in the season and only one pass in that playoff game against the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, excuse me, that, uh, that, and, and they beat somebody in the first round of the uh, – yeah, they beat New Orleans, and, and then you go to the second round versus the Niners, and he only get one catch in the first quarter. So I'm not really understanding what went on there. But I think Diggs is in a better situation than Buffalo, and I'm glad to see him away from Minnesota. So I think Diggs would be uh, pretty good there. All right, some other news that took place um, to uh, excuse me throughout the NFL. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. We cover Brady, Brady, Brady. Uh, let's get into Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater is finally getting another chance. I just want to say I'm happy for him before we talk about the move. I'm happy for Teddy. His journey has been documented, man. Those those knee injuries, going to New Orleans as a backup, you know, staying there, learning on the breeze, and 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 Sean Payton. And now he's finally getting a chance to be a starting quarterback in the National Football Game Football League. And he is now the new quarterback, crazy, of the Carolina Panthers. And that's gonna create a double question here. So uh Black. Bridgewater and Carolina. Talk to me, man. What you think? Man, uh, like you said, man, shout out to Teddy Bridgewater. I, uh, well deserved. Yeah, I'm happy for well him. Yeah. And uh, no one knows what he, what he did last year. He only went 7 0 while Drew Brees was out. Yep. Uh, didn't lose a game. Um, yep. Teddy Bridgewater has always been uh, a favorite quarterback of mine going back to Louisville. Okay. Uh, I know, Fred, you know a little bit about that personally. Uh, so. Just him, uh, just him in itself, man, to see him go through injuries. And then you wouldn't really know about Minnesota. When he went to Minnesota, man, he was he was top-notch. Got those guys to a playoff game, you know, but then he had the, the gruesome knee injury here after that. But um, to see him re, uh, re, reintegrate himself and go to uh, New Orleans and sit behind Drew Brees, you know, one of the great quarterbacks in the NFL, to see him – you know, learn a lot more from Drew Brees and then see him take over and go 7-0, and man. Like, uh, he did everything he needed to do. I feel like his contract was well-deserved. Um, was I shocked that he went to Carolina? Yes, I was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was totally shocked. I definitely didn't see that one coming. But uh, it's a new it's, it's a new era for the starting uh, with the Panthers, man. And uh, they, they don't forget, they got a, a good offensive-minded head coach, too, a young up-and-coming young-minded head coach. Out of Baylor, who's the head coach in Carolina now? So mm-hmm. uh, obviously he had something up his sleeve signed Teddy Bridgewater. So we'll see, man. I'm excited to see what happens with Teddy in uh, Carolina. Yeah, so Fred, man, kick it to you, man. Uh, you know a lot about Bridgewater and his journey as well. So uh, what do you think about the move to Carolina? Bridgewater is not a starting quarterback of the Carolina Panthers. Uh, what do you think about that? Uh, I'm glad <laughs> Yeah. The receivers not coming. Mm, 
wasn't nothing really there, sir. Taking a chance. Yeah, he's taking. When I say taking chances, I don't mean this kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Like drafting Kyler Murray is the chance that you want to take. Uh, <laughs> clean Cliff, Clinksberry, Cliffy Cliff. You, know you see that offense moving for years. That's the kind of. Yep. I don't. I don't know. I didn't see enough for Matt Rule. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and Teddy Bridgewater is not a slinging quarterback. You nope. Know, if he's trying to bring that Baylor offense up, so nope. I, I'm just a little confused by it, but I do hope for the best for Teddy. You know what I'm saying? He, you know, he deserves this opportunity. He got that check, you know. So yep. that's really what I'm happy for. So if he's yeah. bad, I'm good. He got paid. Yeah. You know, for his service and that's cool. Yeah, uh, great, great, great recovery story, great comeback story in Carolina, but I'm just going to keep it raw and real. The Panthers are going to suck next year. I mean, I don't really see any chance of them making the playoffs. I don't see them any chance of them winning the division. Um, I hope Teddy Bridgewater plays well. I know McCaffrey's going to be a threat. He could be in the MVP conversation. He could be. I mean, he, he's definitely going to have a hell of a season, uh, Christian McCaffrey will. But like Fred said it so beautifully, like, what else is around them? What proven playmakers are outside of McCaffrey and Bridgewater? Who is on defense? Who is on the staff? Now, didn't they bring LSU's uh, offensive coordinator out there? Offensive coordinator. So, okay, so, you know, this ain't college, though. You know, this is the National Football League. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying he's not going to be able to do a good job, but I just don't see the ingredients there in Carolina uh, to win, um, and I'm talking about win. I'm talking about 9, 10, 11 games, getting you in the playoffs, competing for a championship. But, again, all three of us, consensus-wise, are, yes, we are happy for Bridgewater. He's now the star and quarterback of the Carolina Panthers. So as Bridgewater walks in, that means Cam Newton is walking out. So what in the hell is going on with Cam Newton right now, Black? In your mind, what do you see for Cam? Like, because as it looks right now, um, is he going to be starting for a team next year? Well, he's still a Panther right now. You know, for now. He will be released. You know, we're just, <laughs> we just waiting to get that alert when he's going to be released yeah. or traded. Yeah. You know, hopefully it's traded other than released. Yeah. But um, we, yeah. we're going to see, man. It's sad, man, because Cam is such a great talent. Uh, a talent player, man, from college to the NFL, man. Like. He's an he's a MVP in the NFL. You know, he competed for a Super Bowl but came up short. Mm. But, man, like, uh, to see this going on with him in Carolina, I know it's probably, I know it's probably a 
probably tough with all the injuries he's been having with shoulders, the foot, knees, foot, you know, whatever it may be. And I guess uh, you got a new head coach, you got a new regime there. So, and they probably new owner too. Got a new want to go in a new direction, you know. And yeah, sad to say his time might be up in Carolina, and hopefully, I hope that he gets in the right situation. I hope he can end up somewhere where he still can be Cam, you know, do the things we like to see from Cam. But, man, we'll see, man. It's, it's, it's kind of sad, man, to see what's going on with him. Frederick. Cam Newton. Cam Newton. What is going on and what do you see? Of course, the Bridgewater walking in. Cam Newton just walked out. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know what's going on with Cam Newton. Or, you know, then maybe it's the money they asked for. They asked for hey, come in, back us up. Oof. See like a Jameis coming in with Steelers, kind of two year deal. But, you know, I see these other players like it's crazy. You know, these first cousins, right? These guys are just they do the bare minimum to get these real large contracts. You know? Eighty eight million guaranteed. Yeah, for uh, Kirk. Yeah, Nick Foles took fifty million from the Jaguars last year to go old four. You know what I mean? And I mean, just that. Like, to lose four games, Cameron got four games. I ain't even trying to make it a race thing. I just think the NFL has that thing with it. You know what I'm saying? The prototype. Yeah, the prototype. You know, that's why I said I'm glad Teddy Bridgewater at least got his shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, good to see, like, black quarterbacks you can still play. Even just that backup. Like, you just don't see these opportunities. And Cam, I'm looking at the bag. I'm, it, that, that would have been a great opportunity if they didn't. Already let go a bunch of the veterans. Yeah, that's something I would have did because I just don't agree with breaking down the team, at, keeping the same front office who built that team, letting them break it down and letting them rebuild. I tell them, hey, we finna go get Cam. We gonna run this shit back one more time. Yeah, yeah, Cam, yeah, yeah. Campbell and all the boys. Yeah, 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 yeah. If we don't, then we can shut down that yep. shop next year. So I would have loved for that. Somebody would have told me, hey, yeah, the t- that team the Jazz got now, Fournette, Dope, Shark. Yeah. You know what I'm saying that defense there with all them draft picks going yeah. to that team, I would have went for it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, but now you kind of depleted the team. Yeah. And Gakwe don't want to come back. Like you I ain't coming back. Just the middle linebacker is like it's kind of good. Oh, yeah. Finally got a middle linebacker. Yeah, Joe. Like, Joe yeah. Scobert. Oh, yeah, legit had 133. Yeah. Yeah, Joe Scobert out of uh Cleveland. Yeah. So you put uh, Miles Jack in his original position. Yeah. Give Gakwe his fucking money. He don't want it, bro. He want to be gone. He, he want to be gone, but I think it's. I think it was a time where they just could have gave him his money. Get you another first you know rounder for him. Yeah, get a first. If you, you can't get no first rounder for him, he's going to play on that fucking franchise. Period. He's going to play on that franchise. He's going to play on it. Okay, we going to sit. Yeah, he's going to miss money. You know what I'm saying? That's all that. He's going to miss money. You know what I'm saying? Like, they need to get a first round for that. We're going to talk about the Jags. Yeah, yeah we're going to talk about the Jags. <laughs> Had to reel my boy back in. Yeah, I think the Bears are jackasses. Thank you for getting foes off our hands. Yeah. You go get Cam, you know what I'm saying? Yep. I'm taking a chance. Yep. The Bears are the Jaguars. Like, they are, they've got the Jaguars blueprint to Yeah. Literally to getting Nick Foles as the last resort. Yeah. This is going to be the year all that shit kind of shut down. Lil Max still out there? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He might be going after the line. I'm telling you. So everybody watch for the Bears. This is it. That shit is going to go to hell this year. 
I don't know where the hell Campbell is. I can't. I don't even. Well, I don't know where the fuck. He I have an idea where he might end up that, you know, no one's talking about. Uh, just my opinion. And, and and with Cam Newton, I am rather surprised that, well, no, because I know he is seeking a trade, but a lot of teams are just waiting for Cam to be released so he can uh, sign straight up. So that's why he's still a Panther, because uh, nobody's going to take on that contract. There's two teams in particular that come to my mind. And, and I, I just, Bill Belichick is waiting. I think he's waiting for Cam Newton to be released. He will talk to Cam. He will talk to him. And they will have a discussion. And there's a very good possibility that Cam Newton will be the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots next season. But there's another team that I see out there. John Gruden is sick of uh, David Carr. <laughs> it's not Mariota, though. But Mariota's there for a backup. Mariota is a backup in the National Football League. I would love to see Cam Newton in silver and black in Las Vegas right there with John Gruen next year. I would love to see that. I would love it. Do I think it will happen? I don't know. I know Gruen is sick of Carr. He's not a fan of him. That's why they was conversating, bringing Brady in, Phillip Rivers. Like They talked. And we'll see. You know, we'll see what happens. But I think Cam, most likely, I just feel in my heart, he probably will be in New England. I just think that... You got a guy who gets a fresh start, who knows how to win, who is a winning quarterback, a former MVP of this league. And if Cam is somewhat healthy, bro, like he is a good quarterback. You don't want to play him. You don't want to play him. So if he could get around Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick, man, and line up with the Patriots next year, the Patriots are in it. They're in it again. They are in the hunt, man, of possibly, you know, winning that division, getting into the playoffs and making some noise, man. But I, I hope that Cam is not – this situation isn't drawn out. It's pretty sad to see um, that this is how Cam's magnificent NFL career is kind of in the balance right now. It's kind of stuck, standstill, man. So I guess we'll see what happens uh, with Cam Newton. And I seen today, the man, they even um, – Washington traded for like, yeah. I was like, wow, man. Like, Ron Rivera. Cam just sitting there, man. I just, yeah. I, I, and that was a spot, too. Know, yeah, they were like, saying Washington could have been a spot. Washington could have. They, they definitely said Washington could have been a spot, but it's not like Kyle Allen. They traded him for a crown. Fall back up. You know, Solid back up. Yeah, so it's, it's crazy, man, what's going on with Cam. I'm, I'm sad that this happened because he's all-world talent. Man. Yes, but, he is. Uh, I agree with you. If he does end up in New England, that's going to be something to see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right, man. So we're going to transition into. That's right. You heard it here first. We're going to transition into. The Jacksonville Jaguars, the hometown team. We're going to let my man's Freddie Bricks kind of kick this one off. The Jaguars, as Fred stated a few minutes ago, they have gotten off of the contract of Nicholas Foles. Nick Foles is headed to Chicago to reunite, reunite with his former offensive coordinator there. The Jazz got that 88.5 off of their books. It is the Gardner Minshew Show. They signed a new linebacker, Joe Scobert, out of uh, Cleveland. Had 130-something tackles last year. Very solid uh, linebacker. Going to play true position and allow Miles Jack to go back to where he needs to be. But, Fred, all in all, where we're sitting, what is your mindset of what the Jacksonville Jaguars have done this offseason, Fred? Uh, I mean, <laughs> 
But um, one thing I'm looking at is they're saying that it's a good, it's a good chance, not a good chance, but they're saying that they they might have to sign James Winston because like you can't let a quarterback sign out. Pretty much anybody the Jags sign at is just gonna be better than what we have. So I mean, even if they bring Andy Dalton in, you know what I'm saying? Possibility. You know, so I think the Jags are in a situation right now where if they don't bring any of those three quarterbacks in, they start to look at fan base in the face and say, fuck me. Now, you're not going to look me in my face and say, oh, Minshew is, here's the keys. Let's <laughs> your way. No. Every fan needs to understand, okay, we tanking this year. Um, You need to make sure your backup quarterback is trash. You need to go find the worst backup quarterback. Go get one of them boys at the XFL. <laughs> and, and you know, so not no pass protection for Minshew. Make sure we get Jesus. Man, like we on our way to Trevor Lawrence. You know what I'm saying? That now if they go out here and draft for Jameson. Um, I mean, if you just if you just close your eyes and go look at his numbers, you know, five years of league got the same as Peyton Manning. You know mm-hmm. So like, he say he got the LASIK surgery. So <laughs> I know it's uh, uh, FSU has a heavy fan base down here in Jacksonville. Yeah. And it's just a dilemma. Like if you sign him, if you sign a quarterback right now, you have to commit to go winning this year. You're not gonna come with. You're not gonna sign that middle linebacker, sign that defensive back, come in the draft for twelve picks. Yeah. About now nah, we can change it for Trevor next year. Nope. No, you're not. Nope. So that's my thing. I'm gonna see what they gonna do. Who they gonna sign next? They got all their cap money back. That's great to see. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think after signing these twelve people. The people we got this year, we could come next year with Trevor Lawrence. Yep. Look at that free agency pool with the most money almost in the NFL. Yep. And go let, let them next three years just go for it. You know what I'm saying? Like the Seattle Seahawks did. I don't know if Trevor, I could win the Super Bowl ring. Man, what was Russell Wilson's second year? But, yeah. Uh, ben Roethlisberger in his second year. Yep. You know what I'm saying? This is the the recipe to winning the Super Bowl. Get yep. that quarterback to be in their first, them one to three, one to four years. And get a chill. Pay him. And go get a chill. Yep. So it, it, I'm just curious to see um, if they sign Jameis Winston. I wouldn't have a problem with it. I would just it need to be a two year deal, like a second year option, it, it, something like that. Because I think they could be really good. I, it's just like oh, he gonna throw it around. You know what I'm saying like I, I just need to see. That's a weapon. You, you know, yeah, like that. Like you really just changed the whole structure of what they think they can do this year. Like those twelve picks. Like, you have to do very well with those 12 picks. Yes, you, you have do. to come bring another running back in with Fournette. Go get Tyreek, not Tyreek Hill, but uh, what's the boy who played for the Browns last year floating around, that running back? Kareem uh, Hunt. Kareem, you, you really, if, if, if they want to do this, if they want this year to do something, you have to <laughs> go do it. You know, James is sitting out there. Hunt, all these boys sitting out there when you put something together. You got the draft. They like to draft, especially defensive-wise. Like Two picks in the first. Right. You know what I'm saying? Go get that corner um, out of Ohio State. Akuda. You know what I'm saying? Trade up. You know what I'm saying? Do what you got if you believe you can win this year. But if you if you really want to get Trevor, then we, I'm ready for that. I'm ready for either one. You know, I, I don't have no issue with James. But don't go get no Andy Dalton. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, I, that, I'll be done. The Jaguars say outside Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. I'm done with the Jaguars. Period. It ain't no, oh, I'm done with the Jaguars. Maybe wow. Andy Dalton, the fucking Jackson. Like, straight the fuck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Straight the fuck. He's going to get his stupid ass out there. He's going to win like two or three games and fuck up everything we got going on. So, 
Yeah. Okay. All right. Black. What you think about the Jags, man? Offseason so far, man. Fred made some interesting points, man. Bringing Jameis in. Got 12 picks in a, in, in a draft. I mean, you got some weapons on offense. I mean, you signed a couple good defensive players. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, man. I, and, um, <laughs> the, 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 the Cleveland linebacker, uh, I love that move because you get Miles back to where he flourished at. On our 2017 event. And then uh, this guy from out of Arizona, he's he's a run stuffer. Uh Gunter, I can't remember his uh, I can't remember his full name, but um you put another run stuffer in there after you lose uh who Calais. We lost Calais and then we lost uh what's my man's name? Uh um anyway, we uh, lost boy, two yeah. not boy defensive lineman, uh who played for Buffalo. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, uh, 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 out of Alabama. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I can't remember his name. Yeah, well, we lost him and lost Campbell. So, but you get another run. Star Darius, Marcel Darius. Marcel Darius. Yeah. And you get this guy from Arizona to come in, but uh, I'm like Fred. I don't know too much about this DB from Cincinnati. They say he's he's a good uh a good uh good tackler. Not much of a great DB, but. Uh, AKA I'm, he gets burnt. I'm, 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 I'm hoping we're drafting one of the best DBs in the draft this year. Akuda. I'm, I'm still going to lean on that. I'm hoping he's going to fall. My prayers are going to be answered that he falls to nine. So, uh, <laughs> get that. But like we got 12 picks, man. Um, if something was to happen where we where we signed Jameis, what Fred was saying, I wouldn't be mad at it, but you're kind of telling me if you sign Jameis and then you got these 12 picks, and then two of these picks are going to be first rounders, guys who won't contribute right away, telling me you kind of want to win and compete in the AFC East. So um, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, I, me personally, I don't want to sign Jameis. I'm still with the tanking because uh, I want Trevor Lawrence to be here, but I wouldn't be mad at Jameis being here. But um, it's crazy to see, man. Like that linebacker move, that was big. I did not see the Jaguars pulling that off. I thought that kid was going to go elsewhere, but he came to the Jaguars. So that was a big deal for me and the free agency. The Jaguars didn't have a bad free agency if you really look at it. They really didn't. They signed, they signed need. They signed, they signed what they needed the most. And uh, that's what they did. And so we'll see what happens moving forward. Uh, am I sitting waiting for a dumb move to happen? Yes, because it always <laughs> happens. Something dumb is going to be done. I don't know if it's going to be in the draft or moving into the second week of free agency. But we shall see what happens. Uh, Cause not going to all is it's not all going to be good. Yeah, just my quick take on the Jaguars. I think they did very well so far in uh, the offseason. Uh, they got rid of Nick Foles. That's the number one thing they needed to do, and they did that. Uh, they brought in some defensive help. They got some weapons on offense. I didn't think about Jameis in Jacksonville until Fred said it. Um, I will be a fan of that, bringing Jameis down here, maybe on a, a shorter deal, maybe a two-year deal, play an option for the second, uh, just to see what we could do. If you're going to go ahead and draft a Cuda and, and, and kind of beef up that old line and, and get some more offensive talent and, and get some uh, some real help uh around Jameis I mean man could the Jaguars compete absolutely they can you know um Shark's a pro bowl receiver he's only getting better and 
that would be a great connection, man, Winston Sharp. But I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think Jameis will end up in Jacksonville. Um, I think the Jaguars should just go ahead and just tank. Trade in Gakwe, get a first-round pick for him, add that to this year if you can, and just tank. Go 1-15, 0-16, and draft Sunshine. Oh, Sunshine, he draft him with the number one pick in the draft next season. And let's get it cranking. You know, but like Black said, just waiting on the dumbest move to ever be made in this year's NFL draft for this uh, offseason. And uh, I guess we'll stay tuned uh, to that. So uh, that was uh, our breakdown on the hometown team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. New sports desk. All right, man. So let's get into a couple of more. We're going to run through a couple of these names, man. You got Phillip Rivers, man, headed to the Indianapolis Colts. You got uh, Phillip... Uh, Taking one last chance at it, man. You know, he had a hell of a run and with the Chargers, but Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, um, nah, you're not going to be able to get him to the Super Bowl while we're here, dog. So I'm rooting for Phillip. I'm a fan of his, and we'll see how it goes there. Got Jason Witten still in the lead. Why? <laughs> Jason Witten left the Cowboys and signed a one-year deal with the Las Vegas Raiders. I have to get used to saying that. So for whatever reason, he's going out there uh, with the Raiders. Uh, Pro Bowl linebacker Thomas Davis headed to the Washington Redskins. Uh, let's see. Let's see who else we got. We got Jerry McCoy. Uh, got paid, man. He got paid by the Cowboys. Beef up our defensive line. I like that move, actually. Uh, he's going to be a good pickup uh, for the Cowboys. Uh, let's see. Well, we got Malcolm Jenkins signing with the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I like that on their back end. Malcolm is a little uh, old in the tooth, uh, but I think he can still be serviceable uh, for the Saints. Uh, who else? We got Chris Harris Jr., man. Man, the Chargers, the Chargers just keep getting better on defense, man. They just keep getting better on defense. Like, adding Chris Harris Jr. back there with uh, Derwin and, and, and Casey, yeah, like, Formidable, man, especially if they can stay uh, healthy. And the Seahawks bring it back Bruce Irvin, man. He left Carolina, headed back uh, to the um, to the Seattle Seahawks. All right. So, uh, and last, well, a couple more moves. Excuse me. Darius Slay, man, being traded from the Lions, arguably probably the best corner in football. He's just been on the trashest team in the NFL for so long. Uh, headed to Philadelphia, man. Uh, that was a big move, me being a Cowboys fan. Um, I'm sure Amari Cooper is not going to look forward uh, to staring at Darius Slay uh, when we get ready to play the Eagles. Uh, Dante Fowler Jr., man. Surprise move. I thought he would resign with the Rams, but he's coming back south, headed to uh, the Atlanta Falcons, man. And let's see, let's see. And last but not least, I want to save him for last. Todd Gurley was released, released from the Los Angeles Rams um, just a few days ago. And then within 24 hours, Todd Gurley is an Atlanta Falcon joining Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, um, let's go around the room on this one, man. This should close us out on the NFL this week. What do we think about Gurley headed to Atlanta? A, a lot of people, personalities in sports will say he didn't have a good year, but he was right up there with touchdowns for running backs in the NFL. We know you're used to seeing the freakish athlete, but Black, what do you think about Gurley in Atlanta? Um, and what do you think that's going to look like? I think it's going to be uh, something to prove you for Gurley. It is. Um, I think we're going to see a healthier Gurley this year. But he's going to be the, the feature back on this down on top Yes, it is. So he's going to be the man. And having him in this offense with Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, uh, I, it's going to be.
himself together, huh. you know, and get back to that MVP form that he had when he went to the Super Bowl right. and choked. But, um, yeah, man, I like the move. I like Atlanta, you know, moving quickly, you know, and they only spent $6 million. Six million. You know, and that's a good deal for a top girl. Yeah, one year, so six one million. Year, one year, six million. And yeah, man, I, I I like him in Atlanta. He's going back home. This is this way from Georgia. So, and it's going to be it's going to be big for Atlanta, man. Hopefully, this can because they they really needed another running back. They needed a running back because Freeman was always hurt. So they got Todd Gurley. I feel like he's going to be healthier. I feel like we can see fireworks in Atlanta. Yeah, I hope he, I hope it is a good one for uh Gurley in Atlanta. Um, I think um man, if he could stay healthy, man, and get his legs back underneath him, clearly something was bothering Gurley uh last year. Yeah, yeah, arthritis in his knee, and that's a big deal, man. Um, from people who I know who have arthritis in their knee, they say it's a, it's it's serious, man. Like it takes a lot to get ready to just go to work, let alone get ready to play in a national football league game. But if you look at Gurley's numbers, man, with the way the Rams used him last year, I know he's supposed to be the dominant option coming out the backfield. But when he touched the Rocky, he scored touchdowns. When they put him in, he scored. But I know they were looking for more. They were looking for the burst, the speed. They were looking for the dynamicness. And Gurley just didn't show that last year. And hopefully in, in this year in Atlanta, um, he'll get some opportunities. And if Julio Jones is on the field being triple covered, I think you'll see Todd Gurley getting a lot of opportunities. So, Fred, what you think about Gurley in Atlanta, man? Okay. I just, I just think that culture, like, it's rare we see outside of Schottenheimer. Schottenheimer. A great run, 12 and 4, and, and get over the hump. They basically did the same thing the Jags did, kept him and just got new offensive coordinator. Yeah. Right, exactly. You know what I'm saying? I just don't think that's going to work. Um, I, I think that team, I love it, though, just for the optics. Like, I would love instead of. I don't have a problem with Matt Ryan at all. I love Matt Ryan Jacksonville, but I, if you put Cam Newton on that team, that's like the most Georgia team of all. Because Julio Jones is from Georgia. Right? Yes. So, you know, he's, from, he's from New Orleans. Oh, oh I thought he was from Georgia. Okay, 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 okay. He definitely took on, like, just took on that Atlanta, you know, everybody from Atlanta. Like, he, he definitely took that on. Do you get Gurley coming there? From there, you got really that's just but Cam who's from Georgia, that's a black ass team. <laughs> I would be for it, baby. Me too. <laughs> you know what it was with Julio? Julio was part of that Katrina thing in New Orleans. They moved to Georgia. Atlanta. Oh, he okay. played last year, uh, high school gotcha, ball. Gotcha, and then with gotcha. Okay, that's yeah. yeah so okay. he tied. He definitely yeah, tied. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I like it, you know, but we'll see. Like, I, I'm really rooting for even though he got our prices, I, I hope. You know, yeah. I just hope he can break back out this year. I hope so too. Especially there. Especially there. Yeah. So yeah, man. So, you know, we'll see, man. So that pretty much wraps up for now our NFL free agency and trades and all that talk, man. We know what's still going on. You still got Clowney out there. See what the Jags do with Ngakway, Jameis, Cam. Um, it's a lot of names out there who don't have teams. So by the time we get to next week, uh, next week's episode, uh, hopefully these players uh, do have a team. And, you know, we'll talk about and break down uh, their new teams for you next week. All right, man. So we're going to get into the National Basketball Association. I know a few of you out there saying, what? Ain't nothing even to talk about in the NBA. Au contraire. It is something to talk about.
right, all right, all right. New sports desk. All right, so a couple of things are, excuse me, a couple of things in the NBA we are going to discuss. But before we get started, man, of course, you know, we have more tears, uh, players test positive uh, for the coronavirus, man. You had Kevin Durant, uh, one of four Nets who came out and tested positive. They say KD is doing well. He didn't even show any symptoms, uh, but he tested positive, man. Um, so prayers to KD. Hope you're feeling better, man. And hopefully, you know, you're healthy. Marcus Smart of the Boston Celtics also uh, tested positive. Um, he, same thing. He said he had no symptoms. Uh, he's feeling real good. And, um, you know, he's on the road to recovery, man. And also two of our Lakers um, tested positive. We don't know who. We don't know who it is, um, and I and I support the right to not know. Like I see a lot of people say, just tell us, just tell us. Nah, man, like these are people's this they health, like they family, like this ain't got nothing to do with sports, dog. Like so, I'm cool with it. Like I'm cool if I never know, but I do want to know uh, who it is. You know what I'm saying uh, for the Lakers. Um, so we we, we, it's we got. Strange that they didn't come out and say who it was, well, the players have the right. The players have the right to say if they want the information to be out or not. Some people are saying Kyrie Irving has it. And he just, you know, chose not to reveal it. You know, Kevin Durant got the news in two minutes and told the reporter the third minute. Cause yeah, you tell, let him know I got it, dog. You know what I'm saying? So that's what they were saying on Twitter. But um, but prayers everybody impacted, of course, not only in the NBA but around uh, the world. And shout out to uh, Sean Payton too, uh, head coach of the Saints. He has the virus as well, but he's getting better. I saw a little interview with him on Good Morning America this morning, and he's battling through it, man. Uh, but he's doing a lot better, man. So. Praise everybody once again with that. All right, so 15 years ago, man, something something took place. The world was shaken. The ground started moving. People say the heavens opened up. And you want to know why they say that? Michael Jeffrey Jordan came out of retirement. He finally realized that he was trash in minor league baseball, and he caught the itch to come back to the NBA. So back at night, 1995, Michael Jordan sent a fax letter to then commissioner, the late great, rest in peace, David Stern, and he uh, said simply uh, only two words. And Black, do you know what those two words were? Uh, yes, I do. I'm back. All right, that was all Jordan say. So I'm going to kind of uh, set up the story. I learned this the other day how Jordan was getting the itch. Jordan was in California uh, doing some business, and he stopped by the uh, Golden State Warriors facility. Um, uh, uh, Tim Hardaway was there, and Chris Mullen was there, and, and, and uh, uh, a few other players were there. And Jordan was there just walking around, and nobody really didn't know it was him because he was so far off in the distance. So Jordan asked his uh, assistant who was with him to go to Coach Don Nelson and say, hey, Ask him, can I scrimmage with the team? Now, this is during the season. So they go and ask Donnie Nelson, hey, Jordan, Michael Jordan's here. And Don Nelson's like, oh, wow, Jordan's here. What does he want? Well, he wants to scrimmage with y'all. And Donnie Nelson said, hell yeah, he can scrimmage with us. So Chris Mullen was injured at the time. Chris Mullen and Michael Jordan were the same size shoe. Jordan didn't have the proper sneakers. So Chris Mullen gave Michael Jordan his sneakers. He had on, his, uh, he had on some Nike gear already, and he went out. And he trained, and Donnie Nelson said he went crazy on the Warriors. Like, all the drill just putting that pain on him. And it was one player in particular challenged Mike to a one-on-one game and said, bruh, you ain't got it like you think you got it. And it was Tim Hardaway. A young Tim Hardaway challenged Michael Jordan to a game of one-on-one, and they say Jordan sacrificed him. 
<laughs> Say Jordan just sacrificed a man being out of league. So with all of that being said, Michael Jordan gave a call to his agent, gave a call to Jerry Krause uh, for the Chicago Bulls and sent the facts in. And he said he was back. And he came back midseason during the 1994-1995 uh, season. So we're going to go around the room, man. It's just story time here. So, Black, what do you remember about Jordan coming back out of retirement, man, uh, just out of the blue halfway through the season? Man, I was excited. Yeah, yeah. NBA was investigating Mike. Yep. Mike retired. Yep. Got out. So he got out of there. Yep. So, Rumor is he was forced out. Yeah. So and then Mike came back and uh, all the gambling things disappeared. Yeah. So, not a word. You know, not a word about it. But uh, he was dealing with that a lot too. So I, I, I really believe in my heart it had that had something to do with him retiring, not because he wanted to, but it was a lot of heat going to come down about that gambling thing. Yeah, players. magic. But, uh, yep. Yeah, man. I, I I was excited, man. Like uh, being being thirty, being thirty five, being thirty six years old, man. We were we were kids, and uh, Michael Jordan was today's LeBron James. You know, he was he was everything. He was everything. Like we got up, we bought shoes. <laughs> yeah, we did man. Everything, anything. Michael Jordan. We got Gatorade just because he was. Doing the Gatorade commercials. Sometimes like, I dream. Like it's, it's, it's crazy, man. That like, he is me. Like, yeah. everything that was going on. Like, Mike. I remember <laughs> people started leaning People started leaning towards, but the guys who was from, us being from Florida, we started leaning towards the magic a little bit with Penny. Shaq and Penny, yep. yep. We started putting a little, we thought, oh, like, we might have something here in Florida. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Michael Jordan's not here. You know, we might have something to lean our hats on, but. He came back. He came back, man, and um, it was beautiful, man, to see him with forty five on, and man, it was just—I was just happy. I was excited that he came, that he came back. Okay, cool. So, Fred, man, I know you're just a tad little bit younger than us. Um, just just your thoughts, because now it's all out there. But Jordan coming back, he won three titles. Was he forced out? Did he retire on his own? Hmm, who's to say? And then he entered into the league again. So just your overall thoughts on Mike returning to the NBA when he did. Yeah, that's, I really want to know if they need to do a real third on why he retired. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and I hope, I think they're going to drop that documentary early too. But it's keep saying coming soon. I hope it, I hope they do, but we'll yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, they're going to, they're really going to have to. We hungry. A week. Jesus. Sir that up, bro. Sir that up. The world needs that. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I I don't remember. I wasn't old enough to like be a fan of what was going on, but I can remember the people who was fan. I remember. Yeah. Every time I go over there, it was Bulls. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bulls out. Yeah. You know, so people were really excited. Yeah. It was. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, that's what I just remember the most, like, him. Uh, but that's when I really got to see Mike, the last three championships, when I was, like, consciously watching Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? When I was a little bit older and Space Jam. Yeah. Like, you had no choice, man. <laughs> right. Man, just a star, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that was a very exciting time. Glad he, he came back, you know, and glad he won. Like, I think 
that decade needed Mike, you know, as bad as Mike needed uh, that decade. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's flooded with stars now, the NBA, but back then, you know, you had stars, but... No global Mike, stars. Yeah, Mike was a star how... It's so many global stars in the NBA. Correct, right now, correct, correct. Mike was, like, the guy. You know, yep. Barkley, but these were great players, but they were great stars. Nope. You know what I'm saying? Ewing, like, they... Right now. So thanks to what Mike and them did, no doubt. For sure. The evolution is the reason why. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just a tad bit different. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk. So uh, for me, I'm probably going to go a little longer than, uh, than both of y'all because I remember, man, my father, uh, shout out Pops, man, he die hard Michael Jordan, die hard Bulls, man. Every Friday night, I can remember as a young boy, he would grab my brother, we'll go up the street to Checkers and get the big Bufoot special with, with, with the apple pies and the cherry Cokes and all that, man. And we'll come back to the house and we'll turn the WGN. Uh, that was a channel where all the Bulls games came on. And we would just watch Mike, man, every Friday night. That was like a tradition with me, my dad, and my brother. And I, I, I remember it all. Like, I remember it all with Mike, man. Like, when he retired, it was a black day. I remember the actual press conference. And this is how young I was. Like, bro, they played it on the radio. It was like 92.7 at that time. Interrupted a record. I was out in Callahan when they did this. This was in the summer. Because every summer, my mom and my auntie, they would just swap us out, you know, as kids. You know what I'm saying? And they came on the radio. You know, Michael Jordan told everybody he was leaving basketball. And it was just a black day. Like, like what's going on? And you can we'll figure out what the real reason he retired was. Some people say, you know, he had a hard time after the, his father was murdered. Um, and then a lot of people say, you know, he was in serious trouble. Like, they were talking about the feds was looking at Mike. Like, people were saying, like, it was some really dirty stuff going on with this gambling that the NBA just wasn't ready for. And they people are saying, David Stern was like, look, Mike, like, you really don't have no choice right now. You have to step away from the game. Like, you have to. And that's what he did. He left. He left the game and went and did the minor league thing. But when he came back, it was a joyous occasion. But a lot of people don't remember a couple things with Mike. Mike came back and got the 23 out of retirement. The Bulls had already retired the nimble. Dog, Mike had to pay $20,000 each game to wear that jersey because the number was retired. The dummy Jerry Krause would not release the number. Like, Jerry Krause would not release the number back out, and I think it had something to do with the NBA. But he literally had to pay $20,000 to wear that. So for the first couple of weeks in the league, he was wearing 23. He was wearing it. And then he was like, you know what, man? I can't keep paying y'all 20 k to wear this number. Shoot me to 45. So he wore the 45 for a good amount of time, came back, played through the season. The Bulls didn't even make the playoffs that year. You know what I'm saying? They, they got in there, and um, the next season, uh, no, they did make the playoffs. They made the playoffs, and they were starting to resurge right after All-Star break, and they ran up against Shaq and Penny and Horace Grant. i never forget it. Horace Grant and, and the Bulls got spanked, man. They got spanked. They put it on them. And the last image, and Michael Jordan still tells this story. He said he turns around, and the Magic have Horace Grant up on their shoulders in Chicago, throwing him up, like in the United Center. And Michael said he tapped Scotty, and he said, we're going to crush him next year. 
We're going to crush them. And that's exactly what they did. So on the other half of that, Mike went on a phenomenal run. They won another three titles. They swept the Magic the next season. Like, bro, get out of here. They beat the Supersonics that year. That was his fourth championship. They beat Seattle. Then they go on to beat Utah for back-to-back titles. But I want to elaborate on what Fred said. There were no global stars. Charles Barkley was a star in America. Like, you saw his Nike commercials. Like, he had good I am not a role model. You know, but I am not a role model is not like Mike. If I could be like Mike, be like Mike, like Mike, if I can, if I can be like, I want to be, I want to be like Mike. That ain't that, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mike had the world in his palms, bro. And just the person he was, the, the Cameron person he was off, you know, off the court, like what he did in the communities and things like that. Like, Mike was what the world needed almost at one point in time. Like when he was gone, okay, Elijah Wanham won a championship. They won two. They won back-to-back titles. And who else got them one while Mike was gone? Was it just the Rockets? Uh, no, the Rockets got two while Mike was gone. Yeah, but did somebody else get one or was it just the Rockets? Okay, so the Rockets got them two. That bull scene would have obliterated that Rockets scene. They wouldn't have got no title. Even though Hakeem was as great as he was, Mike them was just – terrorist bro the NBA was afraid of them boys but all in all it was great that Mike came back because it elevated the NBA the NBA was at a standstill when Michael Jordan retired but when he came back man you saw the audiences get bigger you saw the excitement get bigger you know you saw the global icon of Jordan just flourish out there man so it was a really big deal man for Jordan to you know get a chance to come back and not only come back but be dominant and superiorly so dominant, man. He didn't lose, you know, the rest of his time in Chicago, man. So um, just a great time there. And just some things that was going on uh, when Mike was coming back. The number one pick in that draft that year was Glenn Robinson. That was the number one pick in the draft. The top seed that year uh, wasn't even the Houston Rockets. It was the San Antonio Spurs. David Robinson was the MVP uh, at that time. Uh, go ahead, Black. Do you know who had the best record that year? No. Sixty and twenty-two that yeah, year. They were sixty and twenty-two that yeah. year. Yeah, uh, they were for some reason. I didn't understand it. They were like a, a, a three seed at sixty and twenty-two. I don't know what the rules was back then. Mm-hmm. How the season went, but the Houston Rockets were uh, were a four seed, and they beat Utah, who was a three seed. They beat Phoenix Sun, which was a two seed. The top seed, San Antonio Spurs. Who, uh, who was well, Spurs uh, had 62 San, wins. San, San Antonio was the best team with the best record. I'm sorry. 62 they wins. 62 and 20. Houston beat all three of them to get to the to get to the championship to play the Magic. Uh, as a six seed. As a as a six seed. Yep. And it's not many six seeds we know to win the championship. They're the only one. When I looked at it, when I looked at it after I talked to you, I was like, these guys really were a six seed. And they won a title. And they won a title. Yeah. You know, uh, they went down. We thought it was the magic year that year. We thought Everybody did. Everybody. They got swept. Yeah, but that year Michael came back, man. It was a lot going on. It was a lot of good teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, the magic had them, uh, had them came and said, no, this is our time. Then you had Houston come from out of nowhere with Hakeem and Clyde to get this to, to, to go on their run to win back to back championships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, so, I mean, around that time, it was great. Like you said, I'm sure you had great basketball. I'm sure the fan base was still strong. But 
You got the global icon coming back to put the NBA on his shoulders again and take him to new heights, man. So it was a fun time, man. I'd be interested to hear what my father uh, has to say about this take, about us talking about Mike coming back winning the 4-5, you know what I'm saying, and and, and just reasserting his dominance. Because uh, very well, they could have won a championship that year. Like, the, the, the season that he came back halfway through the year, they could have went to the finals. Mm-hmm. Like, they could have went to the finals, man. But, you know, the Magic was just a, a hell of a good yeah. team, man. And, so. And, and- That's nuts. That's nuts. They, even though they lost 4-1, but he still, in half a year, half a season of playing basketball, went on a tear. He, the Magic couldn't stop him. They stopped everybody else. That's a nuts, man. That was, that's what happened. Yeah, that's nuts. That's nuts. <laughs> Are you kidding, bruh? All right, man. So we're going to transition out of 4-5 Mike Jordan. All right. So we got a hypothetical, man. And we're going to wrap up the NBA here. Team A versus Team B, like I was telling you guys earlier in the show. Now, on the Reduced Lunch Sports uh, IG page, I posted this uh, uh, this picture. And it got some 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 interaction there of, of what uh, people would think of this series. So here it is. Team A, your point guard, Steph Curry. Your two guard, the Bean, the Mamba, Kobe Bryant. Your three man, probably the greatest of all time, LeBron James. Yeah, I said it. Uh, your four man, Giannis Antetokounmpo. And your five is the most dominant player to ever live, Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> Team B, your one, Kyrie Irving. Your two, Michael Jordan. Your three man, Kawhi Leonard. Your four man, Kevin Durant. And your five man, Timmy D. So all these players I just named, I believe Tay was telling me, I think Tay told me yesterday, Every everybody in this diagram don't have titles, but for those who do, it's about thirty three championship between these ten players. About thirty three rings in this right here. So I'm gonna go around the room. Black, who is gonna one game? We ain't gonna do a series. We're gonna go one game. This make it harder. Team A or Team B? Who is winning that game, Black? Team A, man. Oh. Team A. Uh, mm. But tell me why. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at. I, I, I think it's honestly disrespectful uh, for this question to this particular group of players. Absolutely. We have Kyrie Irving running the point, but we've proved his only valuable, um, his only the only valuable time he has in the NBA was side by side by LeBron James. We have no rebound. No. Yeah. No. All he had to do score. Was score. Sabotage that. We haven't seen a Kyrie highlight that's worth a damn in the last since, since he hit the best shot maybe of all time. Mm, yeah, maybe Kyrie, of all time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So put him up against Steph Jesus Curry. Christ. Like, <laughs> uh, AI? I mean, uh, any, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I, if, though, if you give me AI there, you may have a better chance. <laughs> I mean, even though Kyrie Irving dog Curry that series overall, you know, 
career-wise, I'm, I'm, come on, Curry. Then you got Michael Jordan on Kobe Bryant. I just think that's going to X itself out. Yeah, it's a wash. So whatever, right, it's a wash. Whatever happens, going to happen. But, but it's not, they ain't going to be far nah. apart from each other. No, no, no. You got Brown versus Kawhi. Like, I don't have to say nothing about that. <laughs> LeBron you know James. Le- LeBron KD, James. Which I, which I understand. And I, I'm mm. sure a parent of KD and Tim Duncan, a parent of Stat. Physical. If, if we talk about the most dominant player to ever play basketball was Shaq, the second most dominant player to ever play basketball was Antetokounmpo. The softest player to ever play basketball was Kevin Durant, and the most boring player, the most. I just think it's a blowout. You know, I think they went by. Jesus. Oh, oh my word. Okay, well. Freaking blowout. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, top, but it's going seven. Oh, yeah, he did say that. And who are you talking to? I'm saying, who are you referring this message to again, Fred? KJ underscore XX3. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, we're going to cut. Yeah, so, yeah, for Mon Creek. Yeah, so we just going to uh, say, Tay, if you don't hear this full show, we are cutting this clip up and we're going to make sure you hear the great Freddie Briggs. Yeah, so I'll close the door on that. I, I, I agree, man. I mean, just looking at this matchup on paper, man, it's kind of like. Yeah, we got some great players. I mean, a lot of great players, you know, with this photo, you know, but let's just keep it funky, man. You know, it really didn't matter who played point guard. You could have put Kyrie on team A. It it really wouldn't matter. Just the mere fact of Shaq and Giannis in the block with Timmy D and Kevin Durant. Nah, bro. Like, don't get me wrong. The big fundamental, you know, he'll score some points, but dog, Shaq putting him in the rack. He, yeah, he put him in the rack. And don't get me wrong, Kevin Durant gonna score. Like he, he probably have 30 in this game. But Giannis is gonna yam that boy. Like ain't nothing KD gonna be able to do with this man coming full steam down the paint. And, and like Fred said, you know, Kawhi's a very good player. He's borderline a great player. Uh, that's why I said it. He's a very good player, borderline great. But come on, man. We're talking about the Kang, bro. We're talking about the LeBron James. LeBron James. Like, stop it. And like Fred said, I'm I'm with you. Like, Kobe and Mike, I mean, hey, it's a wash, bro. Both them boys going to give each other hell, man. They're going to be having their own game out there. Kobe and Mike got that, bro. We know this going on over here, but I'm going to get at you, dog. And then Mike letting Kobe know, bro, let's get it. You know what I'm saying? So they're going to watch. And then Curry and Kyrie. I mean, Kyrie Irving owns Steph Curry. Anytime you've seen him play one-on-one, Steph Curry has a very hard time doing anything against a, 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 a Kyrie Irving. But all in all, yeah, Team A wins by 60. Like, it's like, yeah, yeah. Like, like I just, I just. Are you kidding, bro? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's like, what are you going to do with Shaquille O'Neal? Like, there's nothing you could do with Shaquille O'Neal. Like, what are we, we talking about? So, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Sure. I want to know about Sure, sure, sure. Who? On Team A is the leading scorer in the series if they played a series. Who on Team A is the lead? Oh, Kobe. Kobe. You said Team A? Team A. Yeah, Kobe. 
Kobe? Yeah, Kobe. Yeah, he gonna get the he everything on the perimeter though. Hey, I got it. I, I got it. No disrespect to Kobe because I know he can do it. Yeah. But I was going Shaq. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. I'm not arguing none of that. I'm not arguing none of that. But Kobe's shooting. You're right. He's shooting it anytime he touch it past free throw line, it's going up. It's going on, so Kobe definitely probably be the leading score, but I'm not down with Shaq at all. Shaq could average 50 on Tim Duncan. You know what they're going to mess up at? You know what they're going to mess up at this series? They're going to the TV is going to be like, oh, Kawhi, Kawhi, we need, we need to put you, we need to put you on Kobe because we can't stop him. We can't stop him. Then what does that open up? LeBron James. Who's gonna guard LeBron James after Kawhi? Dog, look at Kobe. Dog, look at the mismatch on this paper. Do you trust? Do you trust Michael Jordan to guard LeBron James? Dog, look. Do you trust it? Look at the miss. Dog, <laughs> if Tim Duncan switches off Shaq, that means Kevin Durant is down there with Shaq. He's ending KD's career, bro. Like what do we dog? If Kobe, if if Mike switches off Kobe, that means Kobe's on Kyrie. You getting eight alive, bro? We seen the video at the USA trials a few years back when Kyrie Irving challenged Kobe Bryant, and Kobe Bryant like, don't do this, dog. And Kobe embarrassed Kyrie Irving. Like we see what's gonna happen there. Like I'm looking at the swing, the mismatches. So if Shaq switch off with Tim Duncan, I like Giannis on Tim Duncan. I like Giannis to hold his own. Like, like if, if LeBron, if, if Kawhi, if Kawhi, yeah, if Kawhi switch off, 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 off LeBron, I like, I like LeBron to hold his own against Mike. Like, I ain't worried about that. I, I like that to happen. So, yeah, team made by 60. So, anybody who wants to kind of give us your opinion and your thoughts on that, yeah, we did say a team with Michael Jordan would lose by 60, by 40, and by 20. And all you Jordan fans, don't be biased. About this here. Hear the names. Keep it 100. Yeah, hear the names. Look at, them list, list, look at those lists. Yeah. Open your eyes all the way. Yeah. And look at that list. Don't be biased. Yeah. Because Team A is winning it, like D said, by 60. Yeah. So, yeah. so go to the, uh, the RL Sports page, and you can see this graph. It is already posted. So when you're hearing this live, Team A, Steph Curry, Kobe Bean Bryant, LeBron James, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and the Diesel, I ain't going to say Shaq, the Diesel, versus Team B, Kyrie Irving, Michael Jeffrey Jordan, Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant, and the Big Fundamental, 60. Okay, so yeah, so we would love to hear your guys' interest. And, and, and Octavius, um, if you want to call in live next week to address anything that Freddie Briggs said or anything about this conversation, because you did say it would go seven games and none of us here believe that, I'm going to be generous and give him five if you win a seven-game series. Because Shaquille O'Dell. All right, so... All right, so yeah, so that's gonna that's gonna wrap up pretty much everything, man. Uh, we were going to get into some WWE, but we'll save that for next week as we have one week left uh, for WrestleMania. So we're going to get into a little bit of uh, other news, man. We finna get out of here, man. We are getting out. Yeah, shout out to All right, man. Um, a few things here, man. Uh, shout out to Sabrina. Uh, man, I always butcher her name. Sabrina Agescu. Alright, uh, college women's basketball phenom, the projected number one overall pick 
uh, for the WNBA in a couple months. She won the Women's AP Player of the Year Award, uh, the Queen, as they call her. They, I didn't know this till today how celebrated she is in the sport. Uh, she holds the record for triple doubles, man, out of all of women's college basketball, and they call her the Queen. And, and I, I think that's dope, man, and I'm, I'm really rooting for her. And, you know, I follow the WNBA a little bit, but I'm going to be following her as she moves on. Uh, Canelo Saúl Alvarez and Triple G are having their third encounter. September 12th is the tentative date. They're already talking about pushing the date back due to everything that's going on in our country, but it will be held at the AT&T Stadium in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. All right, Canelo and Triple G fight three. The first one was a draw. The second one, Canelo won. We'll see if Triple G got anything else in the tank. I don't think he do, but we'll see. And today, officially, the Olympics has been postponed. Tokyo was trying their best to get a bit of gold. They were trying, they were trying, but last night, Canada said we ain't sending our people. Uh, a lot of athletes have been speaking out, we not coming over there. All right, so the uh, Olympics may be pushed back to 2021, or they could be pushed back at a later date, but if I had to guess, the Olympics will take place uh, next year. All right, and a bit of sad news. Uh, a legend, a boxing legend uh, passed away uh, this past week, and uh, he had a major impact on the greatest of all time. So I'm going to kick it over to Black for a little bit, man. The great Roger Mayweather. Um, he was the Black Mama of boxing. That's what they called him in his day when he was boxing, and he was influential with Floyd Mayweather. So Black, kind of drop us some knowledge, man, on the great Roger Wait, uh, Mayweather, man. Yeah, man, first and foremost, yes, man, uh, rest in peace. Uncle Raja. One of the greats, like they say, the Black Mamba of boxing. Yep. But uh, just some, of, just just some of the history of Roger Mayweather in boxing. He fought at uh, three different, four different weight classes. He fought at super featherweight, lightweight, light welterweight, and welterweight. Uh, he he was born uh, April 19, He was born April twenty fourth, nineteen sixty one. Nineteen sixty one in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Everybody knows he was the trainer of Floyd Mayweather when he was up and coming. He had a situation, Floyd Mayweather had a situation with his father when he got incarcerated. Yep. So Roger Mayweather took over. Uh, he's, uh, uh, hold on, I'm sorry. His, his, his boxing record was 72 wins, uh, 72 total fights, 59 wins, uh, wins by KO. He had 35 and 13 losses. He was a uh, pretty good record, man. Yeah. He, he was, he was a champ at light welterweight and a champ at welterweight. He was a two time division champ. Uh, but we most know him for the work he did with Floyd Mayweather. That's yep. what we remember him for. We got a lot of great moments from Roger Mayweather. I don't know how many of our boxers, if they watched Floyd fights over the years. I don't know if people remember the encounter with Zab Judah when Zab Judah <laughs> load, load uh, Floyd Mayweather and Roger got in the ring and went slap off. <laughs> yeah, him. man. Y'all should YouTube yeah. that. Y'all should YouTube that. Slap off because he was saying, leading up to that fight, He's, he, 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 hits, he hits low below the belt all, all the time. time. Yeah. Roger was just waiting for it to happen, man. But and it busts loose, boy. As him being a trainer, yeah. that fighting instinct <laughs> came out as a trainer uh, to defend his nephew. But, man, just rest in peace, Roger Mayweather. You will be missed. Uh, I know Floyd and family, man, it's, 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 it's been a tough time for them. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Losing, losing the uh, mother of his kids. Only his baby mother. Uh, kids and his uncle all in the same week. Yeah, it's crazy. And yes, man. Uh, rest in peace, Roger Mayweather. Yeah. You will be missed. Yeah, rest in peace, Roger Mayweather, man. Um, for people who don't know, like he just his 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 tutelage was all through boxing. He worked with Freddie Roach. 
Um, he worked with Manny Pacquiao. He worked with a lot of fighters out there in the game, man. And I know Roger had been dealing with a, a, a illness uh, for the past few years. And um, um, unfortunately, you know, he lost that battle. So, again, rest in peace, Roger Mayweather. Uh, prayers to the entire Mayweather uh, family, man. And, and as I remember the first time I was at one of uh, Black's fight parties at his dad's house. And Uncle Khan uh, said it one night when Floyd was getting ready to fight, Uncle Roger! <laughs> <laughs> Younger car, Uncle Roger. So yeah, <laughs> rest, rest, yeah, rest in peace, uh, uh, Roger Mayweather. All right, man. So we're gonna get out of here, man. Uh, we're gonna keep it rocking, man. We know it's a lot going on, man, but we're gonna keep giving you this show, man. We're gonna keep feeding you this sports, man. Shout out to the NPN Network and now Pete, man. Uh, thank you for all the support, man. Uh, shout out for Fred coming through, man, kicking it with us, man, talking uh, NFL with us, man. It was great to have you, Fred. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Great to be back, fellas. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, Black man, you got anything uh, before we get out of here? Yeah, facts. Keep your family close, man. It's a lot going on, but uh, we're going to continue to give y'all sports. We're going to give y'all debates. We're going to come up with a, a couple of few interesting things. Yeah, yeah. On these up and coming shows, you're going to keep your locked in facts. and loaded. Facts. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, same thing. Same here, man. Thank you for all the support. Thank you for all the listeners, man. Uh, thank y'all for just rocking with us, ingratiating yourselves with us, uh, 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 rolling with us, giving us your input, letting us know what you think about the show, man. We appreciate it. Uh, so you can catch us at uh, Reduce Lunch Sports on Instagram. Uh, hit us up there. You can also catch us on Twitter and Instagram individually. I'm Dedrick L. Hicks Jr. You can find me on both platforms. And, uh, you can hit me at Black ENL3 on Instagram and Twitter. Fred, where can they find you, bro? Uh, Freddie Brick um, on Twitter and Instagram. Yep. Got an All right. Yeah, man. 10-4. Yes, sir. So we appreciate you rocking with us, man. And until next week, Black, we closing in on 50 episodes. Yeah, man. We are closing in. All right. So this is episode 48. Big deal. So we're closing in, man. I was looking at it today like, man, we're closing in on 50 episodes. So uh, we'll rock with y'all next week, man. Y'all keep it here with the sports desk, man, and we'll take care of y'all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> New sports desk. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk. It's reduced lunch sports. Are you kidding, bro? The following announcement has been paid for by the Reduce Lunch Action Sports News Desk.